Positively uplifting. Alive 105. Another live presentation from Alive 105. Live and local. It's Friday night. And time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Once again, it's Friday night. We're uh, back in Derby, thankfully. It's senior night. Uh, big night here uh, against a good maze team. Coaches, uh, before we get into this week's ball game, let's talk a little bit about last week and campus, and we'll let both of you chat about uh, your side of the football. Well, as always, I'll, I'll talk about special teams and offense. Um, special teams, I thought, at, at times we played really well. You know, we, we, we came out and had that blocked punt. Um, then we came out and had a, a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, I thought our, our kickoff return team did when, when our ones were up. Um, I think we got it pretty close to the 50 every time. I think we had, had two chances. And then, uh, you know, our, our Grant Adler's out, who, who was our kicker, also in our punter. Um, and then Simmons, who's our, uh, our PAT field goal kicker. Um, and then he's our number two kickoff guy. He's out, too, with a, a little knee hammy thing. So uh, um, we had Tanner Knox kick for us. And, uh, I mean, he kicked the ball – Pretty well, I guess, but uh, there there's a couple that we we had him. There was a pretty strong win, and we were trying to have him kick it across the field deep, and uh, it kept on not going too deep, and they kept mishandling it. So we actually got uh, uh, two balls on our, our on our kickoff team back to us. So that's that's kind of why we got those quick scores. I think it was like twenty eight to nothing with five minutes run off the clock, or four minutes, or something like that. But uh, um, but but when we did kick the ball well. I thought our team, uh, our kickoff team did a good job. I think they probably averaged maybe, you know, minus the one when we had our, our second kickoff team that they took it to the house, which was very embarrassing. Um, we, uh, I, I think our number one kickoff team, maybe they, they probably averaged about six or seven yards a return. And on kickoff, that's, that's pretty good. So pretty proud of our number one special teams. Obviously, our number two special teams, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, so we, we spent a lot of a lot of time this week doing that. Uh, offensively, um, we had a goal going into the game that we wanted to score every w- within two minutes. So once the offense got the ball, we wanted to score within two minutes, and uh, I think our number ones did that. We made that goal. Um, you know, I thought Lim played a pretty good game with making his reads. I thought Trey ran the ball really well. Um, our offensive line continues to get better and better. You know, at the beginning of the year. Uh, uh, that that was kind of the thing that I was a little bit disappointed in, and uh, it seems like each week we keep getting better. So as long as we stay healthy, I've, um, I, we had a great week of practice this week. So uh, I'm very proud of our offense line. I thought our wide receivers did a decent job, had a couple drops here and there. Um, but for the most part, our offense, besides that one turnover that we had on the exchange between Lim and Trey, um, I thought our offense did a pretty dang good job that, that first half. In the second half, you know, we've had a couple quarterbacks out. Uh, Thatcher and Hamblin both been out. And then uh, so we had to call Brock Zerger. And freshman, never seen a – never even suit up for a varsity game. And suits up and plays a whole second half, you know. Um, uh, what, what was the score? 50-something to six, I think, at halftime. And, we, you know, we got freshmen in there. We got sophomores. And they got their ones in there. You know, that one, one thing was a little disappointing that, that they didn't take those guys guys out they they're running reverses on us and all that stuff with their varsity guys uh, 
Um, I was a little tempted to put our, our varsity back in, but uh, um, we kept those guys in. But anyways, Brock Zerger gets in there and uh, um, plays a whole half of varsity football as a freshman. And I thought he did a pretty good job. So uh, I'm pretty proud of our offense. Uh, defensively, um, well, we're, we're, we're really glad to be down with the flex bone. Our little two weeks, <laughs> two weeks spent in a row. Uh, dealing with the flex bone, it's it's glad to be, we're glad to be done with that for sure. Um, thought our guys played pretty well, you know. And, and one thing about the flex is everyone thinks it's a three yard cloud of dust type offense, but you know it, it just shows you there where one score they had against our ones. I mean, it takes one bust in coverage, one job that's not accomplished, and that that offense can score really quick. So um, we definitely, I thought we improved a lot from. Uh, the Hutch game defending flex to the campus game defending flex. So I thought as far as that goes, our guys got better. We watched the film. We learned from our mistakes against the Hutch game, and we applied that throughout the week in practice, and we were able to come out and execute a little bit better in the game plan that we had for them. Um, but hats off to campus. I mean, we got a new coach there and then a new system, and they, those guys those guys played their butts off. They played they played the, the entire game with some passion. They didn't quit. And then uh, once again, once we, we got our twos in, our twos still have a lot of work to do when it comes to defend the flex. And I keep telling them, you know, that that's the future right there. They're going to see the flex in the future. And uh, we have got to make sure we're ready to go for it. It's, it just seems that our twos come in and, and they just they need to do a better job of learning the lessons that the ones in front of them are, are making mistakes and they can apply it and learn from those mistakes. So I like to see our twos get better when they get in the game. I'm not happy with them as far as getting up some touchdowns in the second half, uh, but I thought overall our ones played pretty well except for the for the one play and the touchdown. But I thought we did pretty good. And then tonight, hopefully, we have a good week of practice. We had a good week of practice this week. I thought, I thought our guys played really well. We had some, a lot of good on good sessions against our offense. Our offense did uh, some good things for us, gave us good looks. So hopefully, we're ready to play tonight. Now, Coach Clark, uh, we talk every week about uh, special teams, offense, defense, and uh, uh, here we are in the. Last regular season game of the year. Why don't you give us a grade for those three groups and uh, maybe even let us know who might have improved the most out of those three groups. You know, I'll, I'll sit here and look at Coach Wietrich and, and grade our defense. You know, I, I, I think our defense has uh, played really well. Um, you know, we've had a lot of games and, you know, Bishop Carroll – we kind of struggled there for a little bit, but I took a lot of blame on that. I tried to tried to pass a little too much, go for the deep ball. Was getting a little too selfish. So uh, um, our defense is the defense that gives us the best look. You know, when, when we practice against like what Coach Wechuk was saying, good on good, uh, by far our, our best competitor that we've gone against. So that's awesome to have in, in a practice. I, I think our defense is doing really well. Um, I think they uh, um, continue to get better. Um, we, we've got some senior leadership on the D-line um, and then at the corner cornerback position. But besides that, there's a lot of young guys, and they keep getting better and better and better. So uh, our defense, they, they grade out well. Our defensive staff probably got a lot of work to do with Coach Wietrich and stuff like that. No, just joking. But, uh, no, our defense is doing good. Special teams, you know, it's kind of hit and miss. Uh, we're either really good or really bad. Um, and I, we're really good a lot, a lot more than we are really bad. But uh, I like to see us be, become more consistent. I think we've given up two big kickoff returns uh, where they've got it past the 40-yard line, um, and that, that should never happen. 
Uh, so, but but other times we're we're tackling the guy right when he catches the ball, or you know, not not giving him much room to to go. So, um, and then our punt return, we'll have a hat on a hat. We'll we'll get ten guys blocked, and uh, you know, all our returner has to do is make a punter miss or something like that. And then then the next play, we'll have four guys not not block their guy, and uh, um, and then when we call for a block on on punt. Um, we'll have one guy that's not even blocked that should block the punt, but he's just he, he doesn't believe he's going to be the guy that's not going to be unblocked, and he's slow. So we need to be more consistent on, uh, on special teams, but but for for the most part, they're they're doing pretty well. Uh, but obviously, we got to play every snap well. And then offensively, um, I, I thought uh, uh, Grant and Trey kind of carried us at at the first. Um, Grant was throwing the ball well. Uh, Trey was running the ball well. I don't think our, our wide receivers were blocking well at the beginning of the season. I don't think our O-line was blocking that well. Um, but each week, uh, as long as we've been healthy, I think we've made gradual steps of getting better. Um, our defense was way ahead of our offense, I felt like, at the beginning, which probably shouldn't have been because we have a lot of seniors on offense. But, uh, um, but I think our offense has progressed on film. Um, you know, we'll we'll see tonight. We're we're gonna see a good defense, a good offense, good special teams. Um, but uh, the, I I think from where we were at game one to where we are now, I think our offense has progressed a little bit more than anybody else. But at, at the same time, there was a lot more room to progress with our offense. That I, I felt like that we started so low. So, you know, I, I've been proud. I've been really proud. Efforts there. The kids want to get better. They're in the film room. They're asking questions. They're doing extra stuff. Um, so, I mean, they're doing everything we ask for. So I, I, I've been really proud of all three phases. Coach, I'm going to stay with you on this. I know we talked about uh, tonight's senior night. Uh, big deal for the seniors, their parents, everybody. And I know you've been touched by these kids from the time they were uh, early on in junior football. Talk to us a little bit about uh, some of these seniors and uh, what it means to you as well that they've dedicated themselves to this program. You know, it says a lot. Yeah, th- this this class is really special. Um, you know, they followed up some really good classes uh, that have been in front of them. And, and this year is their year, their senior year. Um, I've been hearing about this class forever. Kevin, I remember you coaching uh, uh, these guys when, when they were in eighth grade and just, you know, how good they were and uh, how well they played. And uh, um, I, I, I don't think we've had a class um, with the mix of what we have in this class. Usually we have a class that's either defense or offense or either big guys or small guys, you know. Uh, this class is really a complete class. If, if you look at the D linemen and the offensive linemen that we have, then all the skill guys that we have, you know, we got uh, two corners, we got four four wide receivers, we got a running back, a quarterback, three offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, one, one linebacker. I mean, they're spread out pretty good, so I can see why they've had success all the way up from junior football to high school football. Um, but but the other thing about this class is they're hungry. They're wanting to make their mark. Uh, they they don't want this just to be another derby football season. They want it to be their football season. They they want it to be special, and and they're doing a good job of it. I, I think character wise, I, I couldn't be happier. You know uh, that I uh, shared on social media. You know our. Our linebackers last Saturday went and cleaned uh, police cars. Our our offensive linemen went out to a food bank where Coach Panera. 
Panera's mom runs and, and they, they move boxes and, and got all that stuff ready. And then, um, the, our safeties went out and th- there was a family that, that needed some help that, that wasn't doing so well with illness. And they, they went out and cleaned gutters and, and did a bunch of yard work. And, you know, our wide receivers are getting ready to go out and do stuff. And our, our D linemen have, have already, our quarterbacks have, or, yeah, I mean, it's I can't even keep keep control of what what the senior class and their leadership has done. You know, they're they're not only serving serving the football team by being good leaders. They're 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 wanting to make the high school proud. They're wanting to make their teachers proud. They're wanting to make the community proud, and they're wanting to serve others that that really have no direct reflection back on them. Just just helping people out. They're good people, uh, good kids. Um, this senior class is you know we always talk about. Uh, we we want our kids to leave our program as the best football players they can be, but we also want our uh, our kids to leave our program the most mature kid that they can be to to be a young man and to be ready for life. And uh, this senior class has done a really good job of buying into leadership and leading this team the right way and making good decisions. And uh, um, I mean, the, the the sky's the limit for this class with what they can do on the field and off the field, also. Yeah, Coach Wietrich, uh you know, Coach Clark talked about special teams and, and the offense. And, uh, you know, again, this is our last regular season. So evaluate your defense from, I guess, maybe first practice or at least first game to where they are today. Yeah, well, let me, uh, let me tell you, it's not, it's not fun at practice and good on good when we go against Coach Clark and the offense that we have. So, uh, I mean, that's, it's always a challenge. It, it, like he said, I thought beginning of the year our guys our guys got a little bit they were a little bit out ahead and we were we we were understanding the scheme even though we lo- replaced a lot of really good seniors the previous year our guys knew the system and they were they were uh, they were hungry and then now as the seasons progress you know our offensive line's gotten better um, they they have more and more weapons on offense and they found more and more ways against us to kind of you know to to get them in positions to be successful so it makes it a lot more challenging. When we go into our uh, our good on good session, which is good, it's really good for us. We're very fortunate to have um, an offense that we can go against that that's going to push us and uh, and give us looks. You know, we've we've uh, we've had it kind of we've played some opponents that we've been able to get out on pretty quick. You know, offensively, and we've had some we've had some very very good games where we've been up quick on them. It's it's nice to always have in practice. You know, at least two days a week, we're going against an opponent in our offense that uh, that can that can challenge us, can hurt us. And we film those. We talk about them. You know, our kids, our kids are getting notes on film. We're going through film. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about your mistakes on Tuesday and Wednesday, so that those mistakes we make on Tuesday and Wednesday aren't replicated on Friday. So I'm um, hoping that the work we did this week is gonna is gonna pay off, and that we go up against a really good opponent in Mays, and they they can hurt you in a lot of ways. They're very dangerous. They got they got a good back. They got good receivers. They got they got uh, you know skilled linemen. That are uh, that are quick. They use their hands effectively, and they can hurt you a lot of ways. So hopefully, with us going against our offense, um, we can uh, we can be ready to play as opponent and be effective against them. Guys, uh, we play Mays this week. Uh, no question that uh, tonight's ball game is uh, probably one of the highlight games in the state of Kansas. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what we're going to see from them on uh, all facets of this ball game. Well, I'll talk about special teams and their defense. Uh, special teams, the kickoff team flies around. They get in this little bunch formation, try to trick you a little bit, but their kids fly around. They probably best kickoff team we've seen on film. Uh, their punt team, they put the quarterback back at punter. I think they're going to quick kick against us and keep their offense out there. But uh, 
um, they, they also have their quarterback at punter. So, I mean, he is fast and he can run. He's dangerous on his feet. So we got to make sure he, he punts the ball if, if they get in punt formation. Uh, their punt return, they've got number 22, who uh, Coach Wietrich will talk about here in a little bit. That's a receiver. Very dynamic. Uh, uh, probably one of the best receivers we've seen on film uh, for, from the opponents. And uh, um, they also put the quarterback back there in a, a number 88 who can block for him. Uh, they do a good job on punt return. Then their kickoff return. Uh, they do that uh, that funky uh, uh, we call it the starburst because uh, I I don't know if you guys remember I think uh, 15 years ago when Coach Bliss was here he, we ran the starburst not as good as what Mays does but uh, uh, that's what he called it so that's what we call it it's uh, where you catch the ball you go give it to a dealer then people run reverses and all that and he can hand the ball off or can fake it and just give it multi directions so they run that but our I thought our uh, Kickoff team in practice did a good job of defending it, uh, tried to give them many looks. So uh, uh, last year I think we gave up one return to about the 50 or something like that, but uh, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. So the special teams are good, really good. Uh, This team is a full team, uh, complete team. Uh, defensively, uh, they get into a 4-2. They get into a 3-3. We've seen a 3-4 uh, on their fronts. But the probably the heart and soul of their defense is their D-line and number 45, a linebacker. He blisses a lot. But their D-line has just caused havoc. Uh, not... Uh, and I think it's by design. Uh, they, you know, we, we, we're a read defense. Uh, we read the offensive linemen and try not to, they, and they do a little bit of that, but they just get upfield and create havoc is what they try to do. So, so we're going to bust a big play, and then they're going to also get us for a negative yardage be, because we're not exactly sure what their guys are doing just because they're playing hard. But one thing they do is they pursue hard. Uh, they're their front six guys or front seven. Uh, really get to the ball and really hawk the ball and try to get I mean they are aggressive and fast maybe a little undersized but they make up for that for how quick they are and it's just how they, they just play with motors uh, last year they had bullets at safeties and corners guys just wanted to demolish you this year they're a little bit more play the pass and stuff like that so it's kind of a good combination with their their front six or seven they're so aggressive and their other four kind of just sit back and let things happen and uh, so play action doesn't hurt them but uh Overall, probably next to Bishop Carroll. I mean, they're right up there with Bishop Carroll, probably the uh, best defense by far that, that we've seen on film. Yeah, Mays offensively, I mean, like I said earlier, they got a lot of weapons. Um, we'll just start We'll start on the perimeter. They have they have probably, uh, I mean, not probably, probably the, the best receiver we've seen on film, number 22. Um, he is he's, he's long. He is tall. Um, he scores on short routes. He scores on fade balls. I mean, he's a deep threat. He can catch in the short game. Um, he's a very dynamic player. I mean, dynamic enough to what we're probably going to have to do some points, but two guys on him. So, I mean, you've seen some guys try to do it. So he's that kind of player. But then if you get two, two guys on him on the other side of the ball, on the other side of the formation, they have another guy, number five. He's, he's also, he's very quick and he scored on some short game, short passing yards or short passes too. So he's fast. So we have two really good outside receivers that can hurt you in the passing game and the short passing game. Um, they have a running back, number 25. He was a running back last year, a lot of success. Um, he's, he's doing the same thing. He's running for a lot of yards this year. He's a big physical kid. He's around 5'11", 200 pounds. I mean, he's a bruiser. He's tough to tackle. He's going to run through arm tackles. Um, so they got receivers. They got a good running back. Their quarterback. Uh, you know he's a he's a small, really shifty kid. His best plays happen when he is uh, he's busting the pocket. He's elusive. He can run. He's really fast too. I mean, he might be the fastest guy on the team. Um, 
but when he when he when he doesn't like what he sees downfield, I mean, he's just as much a danger to tuck the ball and run. Um, and if he's not in, he's a senior. And if and occasionally if he's not in, they have a freshman quarterback that's really good too. So they 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 have some skilled players that are really dynamic. They can give us fits. Um, last year, the strength of Mays was I, I would I would say was their O line. And they graduated four of the five of those guys. Uh, but the guys right now are mostly juniors. And those guys have stepped up big. And on film, those guys are they're really improving. They're not the biggest line we have seen. Um, but they are quick. And like I said, they're, they're, just, na- they're just nasty and annoying. You know, like they're going to get to their guys. They're going to get to their blocks. They're going to get hands on. You know, you might not see bodies on the ground and flat backing people and stuff like that. But they do a great job up front. So uh, they're a very versatile team. That uh, if we don't defend the entire field, if we don't if we don't fit right and and do our jobs, it could be a long night for us. Coach, as usual, team health going into game eight. That's pretty similar to last week. Uh, offensively, we've got uh, uh, David Sims that still has a nagging uh, ankle injury. Um, he tried. He he was wanting to go, but Rex and I have we we told him. You know, we 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 need you for the playoffs. It's uh, we we like how tough you are and stuff like that. But uh, uh, let's let's just sit you out, even though this is a huge game for us. And uh, um, offensive line is starting to get healthy. Uh, um, Larson was banged up just a little bit. Kevin Washington was banged up, but but they're getting back. Obviously, Grant Adler's still out. Uh, he actually threw a little uh, a scout team. Uh, he, he, he wanted to throw the ball. He wasn't ever padded up, but he did some scout team seven on seven, uh, throwing the ball. Uh, he, he's still limping a lot. Now, you know, high ankle sprain. He, he's doing everything that he needs to do, but he's, uh, it's, it's just going to take some time, you know, so we've got two or three weeks still with him. But, uh, um, for the most part, I think defensively we're fine. We're, we're, it's getting late in the season where our kids are, are getting a little banged up. You know, we had some kids banged up in practice, had to sit out. Uh, but for the most part, um, about the same as last week. Coaches, as always, we appreciate you taking the time. Weeds, Tender Care offers lawn services like we control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Good evening, Panther fans. This is Doyle Phillips, and tonight, along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action in this uh, undefeated game. But uh, teams between Mays and Derby, uh, this game, both teams are seven and zero, and this game could have implications. Uh, first round next week, uh, you know, the, the losers probably going to drop two or three slots in the seeding, and the winner will probably be a number one seed in their respective uh, divisions. Well, what do you do? It's a big ball game tonight against Mays. Two undefeated teams, probably one of the better games in the state of Kansas. Well, Coach Gary Guzman comes in in his ninth year at Mays with a record of 53 and 33 over there. Last year they were 10 and 2, lost in the semifinals to the 5-8 state runner-up Wichita Northwest in another one of those Donnybrook 67 to 60 in that ball game. Wow, that's a lot of offense, and uh, you know, seemed like in those kinds of games Northwest came out on top last year. Now, last week Mays beat Salina Central 28 to 8 in that win. Mays had 279 total yards, 120 of it on the ground, 159 in the air, while allowing Salina Central 317 total yards. 35 on the ground and 282 in the air. So 
well, that may be something we need to look at tonight. That's something I'm sure the coaches have looked at, and uh, you know, so they may they may be able to exploit that. Well, Mazur turns five starters on offense from last year's ten and two team. They were going to run the spread offense. We know Coach Guzman; that's his uh, forte. This is an offense that so far this season is averaging forty five points per game. Yeah, and that that's impressive in and of itself. That that's uh, scoring a lot of points and. Uh, you know, through seven games, uh, these these guys these guys can score. Well, and the big question for Mays this year was how do you replace Caleb Grill, the uh, the kind of all world guy? And this year they've got Camden Jurgison, a five nine hundred and forty five pounder quarterback. Doyle, all he's done this year is thrown for over a thousand yards, thirteen TDs while rushing uh, for two TDs and two hundred twenty yards. This kid's a very quick athlete. Yeah, he's not big, but he's he's got a lot of quickness and he's got a good strong arm. Uh, supporting him in the backfield is, is running back Caden Cox, 5'10", 185 pounds. Well, he's at 964 yards on the season, 15 touchdowns. He's a KU commit. This is a guy you don't really want to, to allow to get ahead of steam up. No, and, and again, I've, I've watched a little bit of video on him this week, and, and you're exactly right. If he gets ahead of steam up, he's hard to bring down. They've got uh, several receivers in, the, in Brevin Christian at 6'1", 183. Josh McLaughlin, six foot one eighty six. K.J. Hampton at 5'11", 186. Those are the guys that uh, you expect to, to see catching the ball tonight. And Doyle, they're all anchored behind an offensive line that's probably the smallest offensive line we'll have faced all season. These guys really are going right at the 200, 210 mark. Yeah, I think they average across. They've got one guy 240. Everybody else is 220 or less. So so you, we're probably going to be looking at some very quick offensive linemen. Uh, defensively, Mays returns six starters off last year's team. A little bit different. They're giving up 6.8 points per game. That's it. And uh, base defense, a little different than Derby's used to seeing. We expect them to be in a 4-2-5 most of the time. But as we know, Coach Guzman mixes things up. We expect him to throw every wrinkle, uh, everything out of the kitchen sink at us tonight. Yeah, he'll he'll get deep into his playbook tonight. Uh, he, he always does when, when we play Derby, whether he was at Southeast or Mays. He always gets deep into that playbook. And again, defensive line starters, I mean, these guys just aren't big. You got guys at 6'1", 162. Six foot one eighty four, six foot two oh four. Not big, but you know, all we heard Coach Clark talk about is these guys are very physical, very quick, very aggressive. We're going to have to really have our uh, our pads tightened up tonight. No doubt about that. Uh, linebackers, same story again. Just not big. Uh, Avery Stillwell, five eight one seventy two. Kendall Norad, five eleven one seventy seven. And Carson Wheeler at five eight one eighty. So again, not big guys, but someone that Derby's going to have to pay attention to. No doubt about it. Mays brings in a 7-0 and record to tonight's game, as do the Panthers. And, uh, you know, we're looking for a pretty good ball game. Tonight's starting lineups for the Panthers on offense. Senior Alex Kahn, 6'6", 280. Sophomore Jonas Vickers, 6'1", 285. Senior Kevin Washington, 5'11", 300. Senior Philip Eisenhower, 6'4", 280. And sophomore Alex Key, 6'1", 225. Tight end is senior Jacob Karzak, 6'2", 205. The wide receivers are junior Reed Liston, 6'1", 180. Senior Aaron Larson, 5'11", 170. And senior Kavion Walker, 6'3", 220. The running back for tonight's ballgame, senior Trey Washington, 5'10", 195. And the quarterback is junior Limwash, 5'9", 185. 
Now for the starting defense for the Panthers on the defensive line. Senior Daniel Archer, six foot two thirty. Senior Tyler Dorsey, six two two forty five. Senior Seth Smith at five eleven one ninety five. Your starting linebackers for Derby are junior Luke Stewart, five eleven one ninety. Senior Jared Knoll, six foot one eighty. Junior Jack Heilman, five nine one eighty five, and junior Colson Searing, six one two hundred. Quarterback, senior Terry Ginyard, 5'9", 155, and senior Brecken Kuzer, 5'10", 170. Your safeties are junior Tanner Knox, 5'11", 175, and senior Liddell Clemens, 6'1", 180. Those are your starting lineup as we have them. Well, Doyle Derby did win the toss for tonight's ball game. Uncharacteristically for Coach Clark, he elected to receive, so he wants to get points on the board early. Derby uh, is defending the south end zone. Uh, wind tonight is out of the north, northeast, about eight miles per hour. Game time, we're uh, right at 54 degrees. By the end of the game, 46 degrees. Great night for football. As you said, we got two powerhouses here tonight, two undefeated teams. This is for all the marbles. League championship, uh, rank, rank, ranking in uh, state, everything. And the Panthers are dressed all black. They have green helmets and Black pants, black jerseys. I don't believe we have saw the black jerseys this year. No, we, we were just talking. They didn't warm up that way either. So this is a, a neat color combination that uh, this may be one of my favorite uniforms. The numbers are kind of hard to read, but fortunately we know most of the guys for Derby, so it won't be hard to, to pick them up. Back deep is Washington and Ginyard for the Panthers. They're standing on about their goal line, if I remember the – video I've seen of the Mays kicking. Uh, this young man has a very good leg, so uh, uh, Ginyard and Washington are giving him a lot of respect standing back near the goal line. Uh, this is like a prize fight. I think everybody in the stands Mays has packed the house. This is a big crowd here at Panther Stadium tonight for a, a high-caliber football game. We're ready to go. I know you and I are ready. High end over end is going to come down to Washington at about the 9, gets out to the 20, big hole, 30, 35, 40, and just short of the 45 goes Trey Washington. Well, Trey Washington had a nice return. That's the way the Panthers wanted to start. As I said, Coach Clark uncharacteristically likes to receive the football. You know, that shows a lot of confidence in his offense. First and 10 for the Panthers from the 43. Lim Wash is your quarterback. Trey Washington is in the backfield with Lim. This is, I think, the third game Lim has started this year. 11.52 left. No score. First possession of the game. First play of the game from scrimmage. Bit of a low snap. Wash keeps it. Gets out past the 45 down to about the 40. No, it looks like the 48. Well, Lim picks up. I mean, he's another one of those deceptive runners. You know, you're thinking, man, he's going to break it, pick up a lot, but he still picks up nearly five yards on the play. Going to be second and, second and five. Pistol formation for the Panthers. Again, they pitch it out to Washington, makes the first guy miss, gets Inside May's territory, about the 49, it'll be third and short. Well, it was an option play all the way. and you got to give Mays credit. They're, they're doing what we talk about, putting a hat on a hat. They had a guy on Washington. Washington just makes him miss and is able to pick up about uh, three and a half yards. 
So it's going to be third down and just uh, a long two, a short, short one. Again, clock's first possession, 10.48 left. No score in the ball game. Wash, he gets hit in the backfield, and he gets knocked down after about a yard loss. Mays brought everybody but the kitchen sink that time. And I'll tell you what, I mean, if there was a design play, it looked like it might have been a zone read. Uh, Trey Washington was blown up as well, so Mays very aggressive. Fourth down and four for the Panthers. You kind of wonder about this call, but Panthers are getting the play from the sideline. Clock moving 10 minutes to go. Keep in mind, Mays gave up a ton of yards in the air to this line of central last week. Then Wash is your quarterback. Karzak goes in motion. They give it straight ahead to Washington. And he loses another yard, so Mays pretty well shuts the Panthers down. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that will get Mays going pretty big on the other side. They're, you'd think they just won the ball game the way they're celebrating. Well, and, again, Coach Clark decided to, to re- receive the opening kickoff and make a statement. So if you're Mays, yeah, you're going to look at it and say, hey, we just shut these guys down. So now it's Derby's chance on defense to go against a very powerful Mays offense. Cox and Jurgensen are in the backfield. Cox will carry the ball for Mays. About 90% of the time, Jurgensen, he will do a lot of uh, our run-pass option plays. He's very fast, not big, but fast. Got a man over the top. Good coverage out there. Looked like Ginyard, and what? it was intended for uh, Mays' number one receiver, and that would be Pravon Christian. Well, and you got to get Ginyard was with him all the way, and Ginyard was kind of begging, hey, give me some pass interference because there was a lot of hand chucking going down the field on that play. So it's second and 10 from the Panther 46. No score. First possession for Mays. They've got two wideouts the far side, two wideouts near side. They give it to Cox. He's going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third and long. Yeah, and the Panthers weren't fooled at all. And interesting that Mays comes out trying to throw the ball when you got Cox, like you said, a KU commit in the backfield. This kid's, uh, you know, he's a real deal if he gets ahead of steam up. Into the ball game for the Panthers is Amari Ramirez. He's coming in as looks like an extra D back on this third and long play. You gotta you gotta watch out for Jurgensen taking off and running with the football. Panthers really put the pressure. A bit of a screen pass Red. down at the fifty yard line for a big loss is Camden Cox. Well, and I, I just a great read out there that time uh, by Searing and Panthers have a ton of pressure on the screen. Searing wasn't fooled at all. So the first two series, the defenses have won these battles. It's fourth down and fourteen for Mays. They've got their. Offense still on the field, and then they just moved. It's going to be fourth down and 19 now. Well, and I, and I believe the punter is the uh, quarterback, so we, we know that he's going to do some quick kicks. So I, you got to assume that Coach Guzman's going to look to punt the football, particularly now with uh, fourth and about 20. Yeah, he, he does. He gets in a short punt formation, and he used that, uses that uh, uh, Australian-style kick. 
It's going to be fourth and 19, no score, and a quick punt. It's going to hit and probably take a Panther or a Mays bounce inside the five, and it's going to be downed at about the three, about the one-yard line, now, inside Panth- the one. Panthers didn't have anyone back, so I don't think Coach Clark thought for a minute they were going to punt the football. and It, 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 it kind of backfires because, as you said, the Panthers are going to start this drive on their one-yard line. It looked like it looked like they let it roll almost to the goal line, but the officials marked it on the one. Now they're putting the ball down almost on the goal line. So this is this is tough for the Panthers. Their offensive line needs to get a good charge, so there's no uh, no chance of a safety here early in the ball game. Back to pass. Oh, we had a guy wide open, and it was just low. Yeah, we underthrew a wide open receiver. I don't think Mays expected anything out of the Panthers where we're at. Carsack was wide open. Ball was just thrown lower. Carsack's going to probably take it to the house the other direction. He was wide open. There wasn't a Mays guy within 10 yards of him, but the ball was just off target. So it's second down and long for the Panthers. Panthers haven't had this uh, kind of poor field position uh, really all season. No score. Wash takes it up. He's going to get a first down and more. 30, 40. Lim Wash, he's going to go all the way. Lim Wash is going to go over 99 yards for a touchdown. Wow, just a great play by the Panthers. Wash, once he turned the corner, I didn't think there was a Mays guy that could touch him. And, man, he just boogies down the sideline for a 99-yard touchdown. That And here comes a late penalty flag, I believe, which has got to be unsportsmanlike. And it looked like it was directed directly at the Mays team. Not sure about that. I just know once he busted the line of scrimmage, he outrun everyone. Yeah, how fast fortunes can turn around is uh, just a great play by the Panthers. Well, here, here, you know, the first play, first play, we, we miss a wide open uh, Jacob Karzak. The next play, he busts the line of scrimmage and outruns everybody. We'll see what this penalty is. I'd be surprised if it's not unsportsmanlike against Mays. They're, they're calling it on the Panthers. They're calling it on the Panthers. Uh, I well, you know what I and I don't understand when I saw the flag go up. It was all, there was no one there but Mays players, no one. So it, it had to have been something verbal. That, I don't know. Yeah, I think Coach Clark's getting and, an and there is somebody that one of the White Hats he picked up the fit, uh, penalty flag clear back about the twenty-five yard line. So I don't know what the call is. I'm not sure that his radio kind of went out. But anyway, the Panthers lead 6-0, and uh, the extra point, the all-important extra point, will follow. It looks like Knox will be the kicker again this week. He was 6-for-8 last week, so pretty good debut for, for uh, young Knox. And the kick is good, so with 7.52 left, Panthers bust out on top with a 99-yard 99 99-yard. 99 plus a foot or two, <laughs> touchdown run by Lim Wash. Well, and we started off, I mean, you know, Coach Clark, he, I, he takes the option to receive the football. May stuffs us. We turn around, we stuff them. They kick the ball down to the one-foot line, and Panthers are able to capitalize on the second play 
with the 99-yard touchdown. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Biddles Automotive, Derby Recreation Center, Derby Plaza Theaters, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, and DNM Mechanical. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther broadcast. And, and the penalty is obviously being enforced against the Panthers. Panthers uh, on this kick are going to be kicking from the 25 yard line. You know, uh, Tanner Knox, I assume, still kicking the kickoffs, too. He's going to have to get some foot into this one. Yeah, I think uh, Mays is going to get pretty good field position. They're in their traditional starburst set back there. That's I call it a diamond formation. You can call it whatever you want, but they can they can certainly hand the ball off and, and uh, uh, try so to be as, a little slick. As, as Coach said in pregame, I mean, they, they have one guy that they like to catch it, and then he deals the ball. He turns his back to the kick return team or the kick team, and uh, he'll deal the ball to anyone. So it's, uh, it's something you got to play tight. Just a little pooch kick's going to hit. Mays is going to recover it at about their own 45-yard line, so that kind of eliminates that starburst formation. And But Mays gets pretty good field position to start this possession. And that was, uh, again, you know, you saw two good defenses going against each other, and sometimes when you play it real aggressive, you give up that home run ball, unfortunately, for the Panthers that took advantage of it. Ball's on the 44-yard line. That's where Mays will have it. They trail 7-0, 749 to go in the first quarter. This is Mays' second possession. Panthers pretty well turned it back on them last time, but they did the same to the Panthers on their first possession. They give it to Cox. He gets run around, being chased, gets to the outside, He's brought down after about a three- or four-yard loss. He really should have been dropped for a six- or seven-yard loss. Yeah, he definitely should. You know, we kind of questioned his speed. You know, he, he did a complete uh, turnaround in the backfield, was able to get to the edge and make something positive. He gains two or three yards when he could have lost, as you said, seven or eight yards. Yeah, I, I said he, gained, he lost three or four. He did gain three. So it's second and seven. Back to pass. It's the quick one picked off. Panthers picked that one off. Looked like Ginyard. Wow, and I tell you what, he just read the play. I mean, it was so obvious. Ginyard steps in front, first turnover of the night, goes Panthers' way. Doyle, that's uh, Terry Ginyard's had a heck of a senior season so far. I don't know why they throw his way. He just he, he jumped that route and made a nice catch on the ball. Panthers have it now on, the, on their own 48, leading 7-0, seven, seven and a half to go in the first. Well, keep in mind, as we said, uh, this is a team that gives up a lot of passing yards. Panthers have only thrown it one time. Karzak in motion, again, on the keeper. Wash, he pitches it out to Washington, gets outside, makes a guy miss. Going to pick up close to a first down on that carry. Well, and we, you know, we said, you know, Mays hasn't faced a team like Derby yet. You know, you run an option like the Panthers do week in and week out. These guys, their timing, the way they hold on to the football, you really got to commit, put a hat on, on each one of those two guys. Second and less than a yard for the Panthers. They're in May's territory. 
at their 43. Straight ahead goes Washington. Big hole, on, still on his feet. 20, down close to the 20. First and 10 Panthers. Uh, Trey had a huge hole he ran through, and then it was all Trey Washington. And I think he might have juked himself out of his own shoes that time and finally comes to a, to a halt at uh, about the 22-yard line. It's going to be first and 10 from the 22. Panthers lead 7-0. They are threatening with 6.45 left in the first quarter. Again, Washington, he gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage on first down. Now, that was a design play by Washington straight up the middle that time. Very little yardage uh, on the play. Might have picked up half a yard on it. It's going to be second long regardless. Pitch out in the flat to Washington. He makes a guy miss at the point of attack and gets down to about the 20. It's going to be third and long Panthers. Now, Panthers want to capitalize on this. You know, they're up 7-0, but you get the interception by Ginyard. You want to put points on the board. You want to, you know, you want to, you want to put the nail in the coffin as quick as you can against a team like Mays. It's going to be third down and long. Third and about seven and a half, eight yards to go for the Panthers. They're on the Mays. 20-yard line, I believe. Washington back to – or Wash back to pass. Makes a guy miss. Now pulls it and runs with it. Going to be oh, – it's going to be fourth down and about four. Yeah, that uh, does open up the playbook a little bit more. You know, if you're the Panthers, you got to look at that run-pass option. You know, Panthers are going to go quick. They lead 7-0, and they're threatening. They need a first down here. They've got about four yards to go, maybe three. Wash gets to the outside, first down, inside the 10, down close to the 5. Well, that was a designed uh, limb wash play all the way, and he, he just got outside and had some blockers blocked for him, picks up the big first down for the Panthers. It's going to be first and 10, inside, first and goal inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, I think we got a penalty. I was just going to say we have a penalty against the Panthers. I saw just how Lim was walking. Lim actually got up a little slow on the play. Someone we can ill afford to have go down. Yeah, that's against the Panthers. See, those are the kinds of things you can't afford. Now it's fourth down and about, oh, I'm going to say 15 yards to go from the 33-yard line. Panthers are still going to try to go for it here on fourth down. Well, I think you have to here. I mean, that'd be a heck of a kick for Tanner Knox. And, uh, you know, we've got a, we've got a good passing game here. Fourth and long, back to pass, goes Wash. Got plenty of time. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow, just like that, Lim Wash just zips the ball in. It looks like I'm trying to pick it up. Doyle, was that? Uh, Looked like KV on Walker. We're still trying to. These numbers are hard to pick up. That was Jacob Carson. Carzak. You know, I looked at the guy short, and I thought, man, hit him, hit him. And I'll tell you, Lim Wash knew who he was going to target. He finds uh, – Finds Karsak in the end zone, so just like that, Panthers are up 13-0 in this ballgame. That was a great throwing football. It's right on the money. Hit him right in stride. Extra point hits the goalpost and is no good. So Panthers uh, still lead 13-0 with 4.50 to go here in the first quarter. Yeah, that one rattled the right uh, goalpost, and goalpost still shaking after that one. Doyle, I, again, you go back to, you know, we pick up the first down, there's a big penalty, shoot, scoots us back, and then 
we hook up on fourth down and long for the touchdown. You know, we got some listeners in Kansas City. We'd just like to holler at they. Uh, two of the individuals live in Derby, but the third lives in Kansas City. They listen to us every week. So let's just say hi to Kevin, Gloria, and Diana. Hope you're enjoying the game. As we said every week, we have Panther fans listening all across the country, really. And, uh, you know, tonight's a game that if you're uh, wherever you're at, if you're a Panther fan, you definitely want to tune in to. Getting back to that touchdown, that was, that was pretty good coverage by Mays, but uh, Wash put it where the only guy that could catch it would be Karzak. And uh, well, Karzak had a guy laying all, all over his shoulder, but he threw it inside of him, and it was just a tight spiral that uh, it was just a great pass. 13-0 now. Panthers are, uh, so far, have, except for the first series, they've pretty well done what they wanted to the last two series. And the defense has stepped up, and uh, they'll have to continue that the whole night. And you expect that you would have to think that Mays is going to come out with uh, trying to get the ball in Caden Cox's hand more. Another little kind of a pooch kick. Taken fair caught at about the twenty-six or seven yard line. That's where Mays will have it first and ten. Yeah, and if you're if you're the Panthers dealing with how they run that kickoff return, probably not a bad option to just say, "Hey, let's pooch it to one of these guys on the side and, and force them to uh, not have a long return." They've got it marked on the twenty-nine. Mays trails thirteen zero. Now, Panther defense just needs to keep the, uh, the foot on the accelerator here. They break their sideline huddle, does Mays. Again, just Cox and Jurgensen in the backfield. Jurgensen hadn't pulled it down and ran with it yet. He does that quite a bit. They show motion. They give it to Cox. He gets a bit of a hole and gets stood up. And backed up, he's going to pick up five, maybe six on first down. Yeah, the officials did the right thing, stopping his forward progress. And, you know, he he started to push the derby guys around, and we came in and uh, really stopped the uh, feet from moving and uh, did a good job, but not after Telly gained about seven yards. Second down for Mays. They trail 13-0. 4.20 left in the first. Back to pass goes Jurgensen. Caught just a quick, quick hit out in the – Opening of the zone. As a, in one of those pass plays, it's thrown well and finally hit hard by uh, Tanner Knox. It, it's hard to defense that pass. The quarterback got rid of it very quickly, and, and the receiver just ran a three- or a four-yard route. And uh, it, it's very hard to – unless you jump those routes, it's very hard to defend them. It's just a, it's just a hook, and, and uh, luckily Knox was there right as he caught the football. Back to pass again goes Jurgensen. Now he pulls it down to run with it. He gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a little bit short. Now, Tyler Dorsey's uh, a big guy, but don't let that fool you. He can really move, and he's able to bring him down after uh, no gain at all. And that's and you're right. That's what we worried about uh, with Jurgensen was, was when he starts scrambling, how dangerous he can be. Second down and 10 from the 40, uh, just short of the 41. 3.20 to go, first quarter, Panthers lead 13-0. This is Mays' third possession of the night. And back to pass, Panthers chasing. Got a man open. Don't know if that was complete. They're calling uh, him out of bounds. Incomplete. He didn't catch it, and he was out of bounds. So that brings up a, 
uh, you know, a, a nice stand by the Panthers. He made a good catch on it, but one of the Panther coaches was standing right there, and he said they were out of bounds immediately. And you could see when he when he hit, his feet were out of bounds. His body was, but it's still a good grab by uh, the receiver. It looked like it was uh, Pravon Christian. He's their number one pass catcher. That's who Jurgensen likes to go to. Big third down play here. Third and ten. Panthers showing blitz. Now a little screen pass. Panthers read it. Get maybe they're going to give him a very generous spot. Uh, they're going to give him five yards. Oh, he's still way short of the first down. And you got to assume that Coach Guzman, he's the magician. We talk about it every year. He'll he'll do whatever. But I, I just can't believe he's not going to punt in his own territory. It's fourth and five. Uh, again, it, it looked like from up here anyway that the receiver was stopped short of the 45 and they give him progress. And again, Jurgensen will punt the football. Panthers have nobody back. Quick punt up in the air. Going to hit it about the 27. It's going to take another huge maze bounce. It's finally going to go out at about the 12 or 13. Man, I line. think what the Panthers are doing, they don't trust that Mays. Again, Coach Guzman, you, you just never know. I guess if you if you want the definition of a loose cannon, this guy will do anything. So I think Coach Clark's saying, hey, I'll take my chances that uh, you're, you're not going to get off a great punt. That one was off the side of his foot. And I thought, man, that's going to be lousy. But it took about a 15-yard bounce yeah. in Mays' direction. It certainly did. It took at least because it hit just short of the 30. And it just kept going south, just like the last one did. 2.16 left, Panthers lead 13-0. Double tights for the Panthers. On a keeper, Wash gets outside, still on his feet, gets out past the 25 to about the 26. Well, Mays had Wash dead to rights in the backfield. Wash just able to get out of it strong legs he's able to pick up a first down you know again i just don't think mays has seen a team as balanced as derby this far in the season for them and we like i said they they had double tights that time they don't usually do that washington straight up the middle still on his feet gets out close to the 35 gonna pick up six or seven on first down Right now, the Panther offense is, is looking uh, very primed. I mean, they, they look like they're uh, ready to go. Again, third down, or second down, excuse me, and about two and a half to go. Panthers show no motion. Again, they pitch it outside to Washington. Going to get a first down and more inside Mays territory, down inside the 45. Well, and again, I mean, you, you talk about how you play the option. They all bid on Lem Wash, and it was going to be—it was obvious before he even pitched the football that Washington was going to pick up good yardage. It was just a matter of how many. Balls on the 44 of Mays. 125 left in the first quarter. Panthers on the move. Again, Wash. This time he cuts it up, finds him a bit of a lane, picks up. Well, maybe three or four on first down. Yeah, you know what he's doing is he's reading the end. He says, and you know, you you pitch off what the end does. Somebody's got to go out and take uh, take Washington. That time they did. It gave him a little bit of an alley to run in between. Still picked up three on the play, maybe a little better than three. Second and seven from the 41. 
quick pass and just a little bit low. It was intended at well, I couldn't really see who it was. It looked like Reed Liston, but uh, it was just too low for him to get to. Yeah, and I and again, that one just uh, was at the ankles. Uh, and I think it was Walker it was intended for, but it was just at his ankles. Second long for the Panthers. They show motion. Walker comes in motion to the near side. Wash follows a block up the middle, just one guy away from really breaking that. It's going to be just short of a first down. Well, and I think, you know, where they're at, uh, Coach Clark's definitely going to go for it. We've seen it a couple times now. They're letting Lim Wash go behind his blockers. It's going to be fourth and about a yard. Panthers are hoping they can pick this up. They give it to Washington, first down. Inside the 30, 25, 20. Inside the 10. Down close to the five goes Trey Washington. Well, again, Mays had him kind of, you know, it was obvious he was going to pick up the first, but they should have stopped him there. Trey Washington's able to break loose, take it uh, down to about the five-yard line. They're going to they're gonna call it right at the five, first and goal from there for the Panthers. They lead 13-0. Again, a pitch outside, and we lost probably three yards on first down. Mays had that one. Red. Somebody's yeah. getting up slow. Well, it's it's uh, Wash. Washington. So's Washington. Washington's out there. I don't know that Washington's. Uh, he's getting up very slow. He's still on the field. And it is the end of the quarter. But both those guys got very slowly. Well, Panthers lead thirteen zero. This is Panther football on Alive one hundred five. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook. <laughs> We're back at Panther Stadium where Derby leads 13-0 just to start the second quarter. They're going to have a second goal from about, oh, it looks like about the eight-yard line. They they lost two or three on first down, and Trey Washington was having a hard time getting up, but he looks like he's... Well, he was, he was uh, when the, at the end of the quarter, he was down on the ground stretching out his legs, so no one was even paying any attention to him, so obviously it was... a. Uh, a cramp type situation, which is good news for the Panthers. Yeah, it's very good news for the Panthers. Yeah, we had uh, Lim Wash getting up a little bit slow, and then Trey Washington. I mean, that that's quite a deal. Yeah, we both looked out there, and uh, it was like, ah, you can't tell me both those guys are down. That would it wouldn't be good. They're both still in. As we said, it's it's about fifty degrees here tonight, but uh, out on the field, very little wind and. Uh, the way these guys are playing, they both ran a lot. Uh, it's easy to cramp up. 13-0 Panthers. First and go- second and goal. Again, Washington cuts inside, gets down close to the goal line. It's going to be third and goal from about the one, one and a half. Well, Trey Washington, I mean, again, again had a nice hole to run through, and then he pushed the Mays runner, our defense, back another two or three yards. So 
short distance for the Panthers to put more points on the board here. Panthers lead 13-0. They're looking to make it 19-0. Wash, touchdown Panthers. Well, Wash just walked into the end zone. And so just like that, the Mays crowd is stunned here at Panthers Stadium as they fall down now. Now 19 to nothing. We're just into the second quarter. On for the extra point, Tanner Knox. Last one was just hit the goalpost and bounced back. And this one is up, and it is good. So with 11.30 to go in the sec- in the first half, Panthers extend their lead to 20-0. to zero. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure this was happening. I knew it could be possible, but I wasn't sure. I, I couldn't convince myself. Well, there, there's a lot of football left here, but uh, and we've seen Mays' team. They're not going to give up. We know that for a fact. You know, you and I kind of talked about that uh, all week long is, you know, we know Mays is pretty good. We just don't know who they've played to this point. You know, regardless, you got two uh, two powerhouse teams, one from 5A, one from 6A, battling it out here tonight. Absolutely. Like we said pregame, uh, the, the winner will probably be a number one seed in their level, the loser will probably drop two or three runs on the ladder, uh, even though it'll only be one loss. Uh, uh, they'll probably drop two or three runs. It doesn't matter whoever loses. Well, that's, and if that's the if, scenario. If you're Mays, you come in here to a, a very hostile environment at Panther Stadium. It's senior night. You know, there's just so many things going against you. You can't afford to get way down in a ball game like this, or it's going to be a really long night. It's going to be. Kicking off again is going to be Tanner Knox. Back deep. Well, they got four guys in that starburst. They're uh, they're up standing around the 20-yard line. Cox is the deep man at the 15. Uh, we still don't expect to see Knox try and kick it into that formation. So far, he's kicked a couple of pooch kicks, and, and this one's no different. It hits in the middle of the field. And it's picked up by about the, yeah, we're off about the 30. I think we're going to get penalized here. Panthers are going to re-kick, so <laughs> they've had the kickoff so far from the 25, and now they're kicking off from the 35. Yeah, we put so much emphasis here on special teams. Coach Clark, not too pleased that, uh, you know, you get that penalty, uh, you know, that we were going to force Mays to not have great field position. Now we got to kick five yards further back. Well, I, I know we both know how hard these guys work on their special teams and uh, the Panthers. Well, Coach Clark said it over, over and over. He goes, it's the best 11. It isn't just a kickoff team. you, you got to earn a spot on this uh, Panther kicking game. And it's another little pooch kick. It was fielded in the air by Mays. They're going to have excellent field position. Oh, they're going to net out another 15 yards after that. They're going to be sitting right at the 50-yard line. The guy that caught it was up on the front line, Cole Schaefer, and he was on one of the front five, and he just caught it right there at the 50, and uh, they, they're going to mark it on the Mays 49. So they trail 20 to nothing, 11.25 left, but they've got excellent field position to start this possession. Well, this is a, a big series for the Panther defense. If we keep Mays out of the end zone here, 
you know, it really starts making maize doubt themselves. Back to Pat. No, they give it to they give it to Cox. He's going to get thrown for a loss of at least one yard, maybe two. Well, the snap was very low, and he was able to get it out to Cox. Cox tried to hit the edge, and there was just too many uh, green helmets out there to go anywhere. Now, he, he can't juke four or five guys, and, and that was there was that many waiting on him. So he lost a yard. Second long. Back to pass goes Jurgensen. Now he takes off, pulls it down, takes off the run. He gets hit and drugged down after about a three-yard pickup. It's going to be, I think, third and about eight. Well, again, that's the place that you really worry about this kid is when he has to ad-lib, when he's able to scramble like that, the damage he can do. Panthers played that one pretty well. Panthers lead 20 to nothing, 10.45 left in the half. Mays has it on the Panther 49. I'm going to suspect this will probably be four-down territory for Mays. Especially if they get close to a first down. It'll probably be a pass play. Back to pass goes Jurgensen. Being chased, grabbed, and he had a chance to get rid of it, and it was nearly picked off by the Panthers. Well, I mean, he was running for his life as the Panthers had a ton of heat on him. And uh, he, I don't know how he even got rid of the football on the play. But he threw it, almost threw it into one of the Panthers' hands, and, and we did drop it, but it's going to be fourth down now. You know, if I'm Mays, I, I'm sorry. I think I punt here with fourth and this long. I think I try and punt and pin the Panthers back. Yeah, because if you don't, if you don't, Derby's going to have some tremendous field position already leading 20 to nothing. I think it's going to be a quick kick, and it is. Panthers sent somebody back this time. And it's going to get into the end zone, I believe. So the Panthers got a break on that one. I'm thinking he spotted it on the one-yard line. I, and I think it's probably – I think he downed it there, and then we saw some maze players. The ball was rolling around. Yeah, I think he downed it. I, I mean, it'll be an interesting call here, but that's where they're spotting it right now is on about the – now, now, now they're they calling finally, it in the end zone. They, 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 they got touchdown. all the uh, referees together, and uh, thankfully somebody saw it different. But, uh, you know, and you could. You could tell he was going to quick kick just by his positioning, and he started taking a couple steps back right before the ball was snapped. Well, no, it looked to me like our guy got in front, got between the football and the goal line. And, oh, uh, it was scary down there because you, you, what you don't want to do is take a chance on that ball bouncing and hitting you. I know the, the, the Panther coaches were up here screaming, get away, get away, get away. And, you know, fortunately for the Panthers, it comes out to the 20. Yeah, it worked out good. We got it on the 20, first and 10, instead of the six-inch line. Panthers lead 20 to zero. Wash, big pitch, big haul for Washington. Makes a couple guys miss out by the third. Still on his feet, out past the 45. To about the 46. Well, and let's let's call it what it is. That play was set up by a couple of nice blocks because the guy that was going to take Washington was blocked out of the play, so it just created a big lane for uh, Trey to run in. Trey's kind of kind of limping a little bit. It, you know, he may have an issue with that uh, uh, cramp or something. Back to pass goes Lim Wash. Walk, Walker catches it. 25-20. 15, 
inside the 10 at about the 7 well, goes Kavion Walker. See, you can see Kavion Walker running around wild. Wash is able to pick him up, and Kavion makes a couple of moves to take it down even further. Panthers on the move again, Doyle. This would be a huge score for Derby. First and 10, first and goal inside the 10. Wash, Wash on the keeper. Fights his way inside the five, down to about the two, maybe the three-yard line. And again, the Mays crowd has just become non-existent here. They packed the house. This is probably one of the better crowds we've seen at Derby from a visiting team in quite some time. And I think they're just a little shell-shocked right now. Yeah, they're walking the wire, too. There's probably 150 of them standing along the fencing on the other side. They give it to Washington. Gets inside, down close to the goal line, but he's going to be short by a yard, maybe. Yeah, he's going to be, it looks like that's another one of those where he's going to be within the goal line. Uh, ball's going to be resting uh, right on the uh, goal line, so third and very short. Third goal, Panthers lead 20-0. to zero. They are threatening to extend that lead. Wash going to get hit and... Evidently, one of the Panthers missed a blocking assignment because somebody hit Wash before he even had the football. Yes. So, unfortunately, it's going to bring up fourth and about three here. Panthers really need to get this one in. Yeah, that, that had to be a, a missed assignment because the guy got in there. Wash hadn't even taken a step yet. He was lucky to, to get only lose two yards on the play. Washington goes in motion. Wash caught. Touchdown, Panthers. It looked like Kavion Walker. Kavion Walker, and what you got to like, it was a quick hitter, and, and all that Lim did was take the ball and just force it in like a shot put straight to Kavion Walker. So just like that, 26 to nothing here with the Panthers. Again, I, I think Mays just doesn't know what's hit them. And this isn't a, a, a bad maze team. I, Panthers are just firing on all cylinders here in this ball game. The all-important extra point attempt will follow. Tanner Cox, Tanner Knox, excuse me. And it's good. So with 8:18 left, Panthers extend that lead to 27 nothing. And uh, you know that's uh, that's a good score for the Panthers, hopefully to build on. <laughs> No question. If you're Mays or Coach Gooseman over there, you got to just settle the troops down and say, "Hey guys, we got to get back in this thing. Tough place to get back in a ball game here in Derby." And you know, it's uh, it, it's just uh, off of a, a well coached Panther team. Well, while we got a second uh, tonight's broadcast of Pan- Derby Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM is sponsored in part by these great local businesses. Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. Paws Photography by Kelsey Lockie, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Riverside Cafe of Derby, the El Paso Animal Hospital, Pizza John's, Express Water and Hardscapes, Radio Shack of Derby, MJB Heating and Cooling, and Wilhite Auto Services. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. I just got a text from Bradley Killen in Palm Springs, California, listening to the Panthers. He's an old uh, Derby guy, too, and, and also from the Stoolsots clan in Winfield, Kansas. I think they have a brother reunion down there, and I, you and I know that uh, when they have that brother family reunion, there might be 30 of them. <laughs> maybe, maybe more. 
Panthers lead 27-0, 8-18 to go till half. They will be kicking off. Knox hits one end over end. It's going to be caught at about the 20 and dropped immediately short of the 20. Great coverage by the Panthers special team. Wow, that one he's able to catch, and Panthers just annihilate that kick return. You know, if anything, they're going to be lucky that they stopped the forward progress where they did because he was shoved clear back to the 10-yard line. Jacob Hanna on the uh, return, they're going to they're going to give him progress out to the 20. Yeah, they gave him a very, very nice spot on that, uh, and probably a good call, but the Panthers had about six green helmets pushing him backwards. Anyway, they have it there, first and 10 from their own 20. They get ball oh, on, on the ground. I think the Panthers have it. I think the Panthers have it. They were in the backfield immediately. They hit uh, Cox and Jurgensen at the same time. Ah, uh, they're giving it back to Mays, but big, big play by the Panther defense. Very fortunate if you're a Mays Eagle. Yeah, the guy that fumbled it. He's he's given the first the the, the direction signal. But anyway, they lost six yards on first down, so it's going to be second and sixteen from back on the fourteen yard line. You suspect Mays to be throwing the football on this second and long. Back to pass goes Jurgensen. Throws it long. Great, great play by the cornerback. He was beat a little bit and was able to get a hand up and touch the football. Yeah, I was bracking Kuzer out on the play. You're exactly right. He was beat on the play, and he got himself back into it. He was able to get his hands up and knock the ball to the ground. So nice play by Kuzer. It's going to be third down and about 16. This quarterback, again, uh, physically he's not that big, but he's got a good arm and he shows good good quickness and, and he's good football sense. He's he's pretty good quarterback. Maybe one of the better ones we've faced this year. Third and long. Back to pass again. They're going to throw a little screen out to Cox. Oh! Panthers read it. Panthers read it. I mean, you can't play it any better. The Panthers were all over the quarterback, and as Cox tried to get his hands on the ball, he's blown up. Great play by the Panthers. Great defensive call that time. Coach Wietrich, uh dialed that one up uh, long distance. You could you could see that one coming. You could see the Panthers breaking through, and and you could see Cox just kind of filter out, and the Panthers just ate that one. Yeah, up. he was broken in half as he, his hands got on the football. He got torpedoed. So it's going to be a punt for the Panthers. They're going to get pretty good field position. Oh, Panthers block it. Panthers are trying to. Touchdown, Panthers. No, safety now. They're calling it. They're calling a safety. Panthers, there was a scrum for the football in the end zone. So Panthers again come up big on special teams. Well, that was probably better for Mays to give up a safety than a touchdown there. And it's going to be. 29-0 29-0 with 7.33 left, and the Panthers, a good thing, they're going to get the ball back. Well, and you know what? I, I talked to a couple of these defensive guys uh, in the week, and they said, you know what, Coach, we can get through. I mean, we're going to put pressure on these guys. What have we seen tonight? I mean, the guys have been in the backfield. i got to go back to I want to see a highlight play of that screenplay because 
Cox was blown up. I mean, he was broken in two as he got his hands on the football. Yeah, the, the kids played that one very well. It, it was, I mean, they sniffed her out. And, uh, you know, now they're, you know, the, 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 the music they're playing right now is Welcome to the Jungle. And that's pretty apropos oh, for man. what's happened so far tonight. Yeah, again, this was uh, billed as one of the best games in the state of Kansas tonight. I think there's probably uh, everybody in the, in the, in the state's going to be looking at this score and going, wow. Is Derby that for real? And uh, what we're seeing right now, they are that for real. So they'll they'll kick off from the 20. They've got the option of, of teeing the ball up or punting it and uh, from the 20. So the Panthers should get pretty good field position for this possession. There's 7.33 left. They lead 29 nothing after the safety. And, yeah, you, you, and it looks like they're going to kick it uh, now. I mean, you never know anything with Coach Guzman, what he's going to do. But you, if the Panthers, you got to be ready for anything and everything. It looks like, he's yeah, he's going to tee it up and kick it off. Coach Guzman's a guy that's been around a long time, coached at Cape and Mount Carmel, Wichita Southeast, been at Mays, I think, for nine years. Uh, a good quality uh, high school football coach. Back deep is... Ginyard and Washington, it looks like. High end over end. It's going to come down to Washington at about the 30. 45 in May's territory at about the 49. Now, Panthers, again, have good field uh, position on this uh, drive. And if, if you just joined us, it's been all Panthers tonight as they lead 29 to nothing. 727 still left in the house, half. Doyle, I mean, offense, defense, rushing game, passing game, it's all worked for Derby so far. So far, so good for the Panthers. Lots of holes for these kids to run through, and that that all, that all says a lot about our front five on offense. Washington, Kavian Walker goes in motion. Wash pitches it out to Washington. Makes a couple guys miss, picks up five, six, looks like about eight yards on first down. Yeah, again, it's a wide, uh, and here comes a late flag, so you got to expect it's going to be another unsportsmanlike because it came in very late. We're going to see right quick. On the bench of maze so that will be a big walk-off and again we were talking about our offensive front five you know let's give those guys a shout out alex Kahn, jonas vickers kevin washington philip eisenhower alex key they've been doing a great job tonight as they have been all year long and these guys like we used to say when we coached you know the stars don't shine unless the linemen can block and these guys are doing these guys are doing a heck of a job and have all year First and ten Panthers. Washington gets away from a couple of guys. Going to get to the outside. Now he's going to get thrown for about a four-yard loss on first down. Yeah, Trey really had nowhere to go that time. He was able to get outside. Would have been probably better off taking the initial loss. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're going to have that happen every every so often. You run that play, and the defense is going to sniff it out. Going to be second and 14 for the Panthers. They lead 29 nothing. six and a half minutes to go in the first half. Karzak's in motion along with Larson. 
now walk back to pass. Now he just pulls it down and runs with it. Inside the 35, down to about the 31, goes Lim Wash. And, you know, Panthers showed a lot of motion on that play. They were moving guys around. They sent a guy in motion. Wash is able to pick up good yardage, makes third down a lot more manageable here. That's third and about four yards to go for the Panthers. Again, they lead 29-0, 5.50 left in the half. Caught first down and more. Kavion Walker, touchdown get, Panthers. Now Walker's long. I mean, you know, he catches the ball out in his hands, and he's just long. He got close to the end zone, and I was already saying touchdown Panthers. Doyle, I mean, I, you know, and I, we, we talked about this, but I wouldn't have told you that I thought the Panthers would be up 35 to nothing in the first half. No, I, I had no. I think I told you I could see a three-touchdown victory, but I didn't think 35-0 at halftime. Nor did I, Kevin. I know there's still a lot of football left. Extra point attempt. Oh, bad snap. Back to pass. Just throws it up in the end zone. Yeah, no, no real chance for anything on the play. As you said, it looked like the snap was very low. He just didn't handle it well. Then Panthers were forced to, uh, you know, you called fire on that play, and you, you got to try and make something happen. And Unfortunately, Panthers have left uh, two extra points on the field now. It's 35-0 with 5.39 to go in the half. Panthers, uh, you know, that, that, again, this, this was a game that, that – uh, like you said, was was kind of, you know, going to be one of the uh, marquee games of the night. I, I know I got on a, a Kansas City area website, and they had picked the Panthers over Mays by three. And, I, and I, we heard it all night long. Everyone we bumped into was going, hey, I hope that. And, and we had some people going, I think the score will be 10 to 7. And you and I kind of chuckled because we figured either way the teams are going to put up some points. And so far, as I said, the Panthers uh, – have just fired on all cylinders, and, and they've best uh, probably the best looking performance we've had this season. Well, I know I I was excited for the game. I've been kind of kind of up for the game all week. I mean, it's kind of like we talked earlier. You know, your season for us anyway was divided into a couple of halves. The first half was the Carroll game, and this was the second half in the regular season. The competition level we were going to have tonight. And Panthers have answered the bell so far. Cox kicking off, just a little pooch, hits about the 35, balls on the ground. Mays has a hard time handling it, but they finally get on it, and they get it at about the 25 or 26 yards. Yeah, you're right. I think Cox is finally able to fall on the football. Panthers are just taking them out of that starburst formation, kicking the ball the way they are, and Mays just isn't fielding the ball well. They, is that We said that one was rolling around for a long time. Going to put it down on about the 26-yard line, so Pretty good results for the Panther special teams. Mays has it there, first and ten. Jurgensen and Cox are in the backfield for the Eagles. Back to pass. Little short pass out in the flat over the head of the intended receiver. 
was covered out there that time by Searing on the play. And, well, you know, so far, Cox, the KU commit, we've just bottled him up. That was Jurgensen, the intended receiver. I believe the uh, quarterback for Mays is now Avery Johnson. And we knew we might see him in the ball game. And we've seen it uh, in some of the previous uh, appearances. And, and it is it is Avery. And right now, you got to mix things up if you're Mays. Back to pass again. Panthers blitz. They throw it out in the flat to Cox. He's going to lose maybe, I don't know, another yard or two. It's going to be third and long for Mays. Uh, you know, we say every week that, you know, teams can watch film all they want. Uh, you know, I, 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 you just can't tell how fast or how physical a team is. And I think Mays so far tonight has been caught off guard. I think they came in with high expectations, and uh, right now they're just running into to a steel wall. Five minutes to go in the half. Panthers lead 35-0. Mays has it third and 13 from their own 20, looks like 24-yard line. Back to pass again. Caught. It's going to be short of the first down. Good coverage out there by the Panthers. Now, caught, and you're, you're right. It was caught well short of the first down. If you're Coach Guzman, you know, the ball's resting at uh, about the 30-yard line. You know, you kind of kick. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, you're down big, but what do you do if if you get uh, – you don't want to give the Panthers uh, first first down from the 30. I think they're going to kick because they brought, uh, they brought uh, their starting quarterback back in, Jurgensen. Yeah, they're he's trying, been, trying the hard count, seeing if they can get five. But, yeah, he starts backing up. It makes it obvious. Yeah, Panthers uh, sent a guy back. Looked like it's Knox. Gets it at the 35, 40. Gets knocked down at about the 46, 47-yard line. Panthers have an excellent field position with 3.59 left and a 35-0 lead. Well, if you're amazed, what they do is on that quick kick, he's trying to get it away quickly, but Panthers are in the backfield so fast that it makes him really kind of take that sidewinder step. And it looks like uh, Wash and Washington – are in the backfield together. That's kind of a tongue twister. Now, as we said, those two have had a heck of a ball game. We're still in the first half. First and ten. Panthers show motion. Back to pass. Goes Wash. Got a man open. Walker gets down inside the 40, but there's a penalty marker on the play. Two markers, so yeah. I'm thinking Panthers were probably holding on yeah, first well, down. When you see that much laundry on the field, you got to figure it's a hold. But you know what I don't understand is how do you leave a guy like KV on Walker that wide open? They've left Walker open on several plays. This is a guy that's a D1 type uh, receiver. I mean, he's long. He's 6'4", 6'5", and you, know, you, you just can't forget about him. Yeah, he's got he's got lots of potential. I mean, he he, he can grow some, and uh, I don't know about up, but he can sure get thicker. And you're right, they've been leaving him in the open quite a bit. Now that was a that was an 11 yard penalty, so evidently they marked it from the spot of the foul. So it's 21 yards to go for the Panthers. It's all the way back to their looks like 35. Pitched it out to Washington. He's going to get run out of bounds. At, oh, and oh. another flag, and I and I, I kind of wonder if that one's going to be. We'll do. I'll just be quiet. We'll see where that one comes from. But looked like it could have come from the Mays area again. 
Well, it came on their side on their bench, but you, you kind of wonder if if maybe we ran into one of their players on the sideline, or because that that's got to be what it is. Mays bench again, Doyle. I mean, you know, you, you, your coach, you're down 35 to nothing in a ball game. The bench, the coaches, they got to keep their composure. You just, you just gave Derby a first down when you were had them pinned back. I mean, just silly, silly penalty against them. Evidently, what happened then was uh, Washington was hit out of bounds by somebody on on the May on the Mays bench, not one of the players out in the field. Yeah, it was it was either that or they like said one of the coaches. The penalty came up very quickly. It's first and ten, Panthers on the Mays forty-seven yard line. Wash. Finds a bit of a lane. Now he pitches it out. Washington catches it on the bounce, makes a couple of guys miss, and gets down to about the 37-yard line. Yeah, and that was a very fortunate bounce for the Panthers. You could kind of tell that the pitch wasn't going to get there when the minute it left his hands. He still managed to pick up five yards, and uh, it's going to be second and five for the Panthers from the 38-yard line of, of the Eagles. Panthers lead 35 nothing. 234 left in the half. It's been all Panthers this first half. I don't even remember Mays getting more than one or two first downs, if that many. Washington finds a hole, 30, 25, 20, still on his feet, brought down inside the 20. The ball's down, but it should have been, been Panther ball, and it should have been and they're moving the sticks. And, again, Trey Washington just exposes this Mays defense here. Doyle, again, you can't say it enough. Mays did not know what was going to hit him in the in the mouth uh, here tonight. It's going to be first and ten from the 19. Plenty of time for the Panthers. They still have three timeouts left. Clock moving just under two minutes. They lead 35-0. And I'm sure Coach Clark wants to put one more up before half. Oh, for sure. Panthers shows a lot of motion. Wash cuts up the middle, going to get back to the line of scrimmage. That's about as far as he goes. Going to be second and ten. Now, Mays has had trouble defending against this option all night long. That time they played it pretty well, kept Wash uh, inside and didn't allow him to pitch. Going to be second and ten. Again, Panthers Panthers showing a lot of motion tonight. High snap, Washington inside the 10, inside the 5, touchdown Panthers. Yeah, they have flags all over the field, though, again. So there, it's, this one's going to come back. It's you know it's right around that same vicinity of a hold. The clock needs to stop. Yeah, it's, clock's, it's, it's ran about at least 10 seconds. Yeah, they ran at least 10 seconds off. Ah, so that negates a nice touchdown run by Trey Washington. Well, I I know that there was over a minute left. There there was over a minute left, and the clock continued to run. So the Panthers lost 10 or 12 seconds after the play was over. Nobody seems to notice. (laughs) 
Second and about 21 or 22 for the Panthers. Back to pass goes Lim Wash. Just out of the reach of Jacob Karzak. And that uh, that penalty not only takes, I mean, it takes points off the board, but forces Derby into a different aspect of their game. Now it's going to be third and long for the Panthers. Those holding penalties, they'll get you. They Because they usually come in opportune times. Yeah, and the hold was kind of away from the play. It was away from where, where Washington was at. 35-0. They give it to Washington. He breaks through down to the 20, makes a guy miss, gets down about the 15. It's good. Uh, another flag. flag comes in a late. late flag. Man, there's been a lot of, a lot of flags on the field here uh and it was the, the opposite minutes. side of the field where the play was. I, I know that doesn't make any difference, but it looks like it's going to be against. Block in the back against the Panthers. Wow. That's what, three consecutive plays with at least 10 yards worth of penalties, maybe three out of four. So that'll that'll make Coach Clark's hair gray. Yeah, and we, we've been fortunate all season. We really haven't had a ton of penalties uh, until uh, tonight. It's going to be third and very long for the Panthers. Again, they show lots of motion. Mays is showing blitz. Back to pass. Now Washington steps up. Mays. Throws him down for no gain. It's going to be fourth down and about 20, 21 yards. Yeah, and unfortunately for the Panthers, uh, as we said, that extra 10, 12 seconds ran off the clock, so we've got 14 seconds left here and a long ways to go on fourth down. Coach Clark burns one of his timeouts uh, on the play, so you got to assume that he's going to go to Dig into his bag of tricks a little bit here. Well, he's got a big old bag of tricks, I'll tell you. He's 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 only he's not even out of the first chapter of plays in his playbook. So he he's got some got some plays. He's got some things up his sleeve. But uh, I think he's probably just looking maybe to get a pass completion for a first down. That's that's what he's after. He, I think he wants a first down. He'll take a touchdown. I'm sure. So will we. Yeah, but right now that's 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 a pretty big stretch with twenty twenty some yards to go on fourth down. Now yeah, Derby's controlled the football so much tonight; uh, they just really haven't allowed Mays to do anything. They've stopped talks uh, on the run. Uh, they they've not allowed any passing yards to speak of. It's just been uh, all Panthers. Pretty much this first half has been all Panthers, and uh, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of shocked a little bit, but it's it's a good shock, you know. It, Panthers are playing tough tonight. They, uh, not that they haven't played tough all year, but they're playing extra tough tonight. Uh, they, they are, except for a few holding penalties, everything's going their way on offense and defense has played lights out so far in the first half. Again, that's a defense that everybody talked about at the first year. How are they going to perform? I think that's been answered uh, through this uh, first seven games. Back to pass goes Wash. Got lots of time. Now he's pulling it down, running around, looking for an RP. Now he's got a man. Caught. First down. Touchdown. touchdown. 
We're waiting for the call, but it should be touchdown Panthers. It's a touchdown. So the near side. Like we've had a couple of those situations tonight that were fourth down and long, and, and we put points on the board. The offensive line gave Lim a lot of time to throw the ball. He stepped up in the pocket. He found, I believe it was Kavion Walker in the end zone. And he did. He made a couple of guys miss. He had the time. He had a couple of great pancake blocks, and he's able to find his target in the end zone for uh, another score. It's now 41-0 in the first half with four seconds left. Extra point I don't think is any good. And it is. It, it didn't It didn't look good from here, but it, by golly, it went right through. It was a line drive. It just didn't get up high in the air. But, uh, man, Panthers got a 42 to nothing lead here uh, with four seconds before the half. Yeah, it's 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 been a pretty impressive Panther team that's taken the field tonight. Uh, it's 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 almost like the 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 culmination of the whole season is tonight. I mean, they they are absolutely hitting on all cylinders again. You couple of three holding penalties, uh, and man, it it's it's a perfect night of football for the Panthers. Well, as we said, you know, it's senior night here. These guys, they they know it's the last time they're going to play Mays. They know a lot of things are going on. They got a huge crowd here. And uh, they've come out and performed at a very high level. Uh, they, everyone in town kept saying, well, the only people you've played is Bishop Carroll. And, you know, you've had all these other easy ball games. And I think Panthers have come out and answered the bell tonight. Oh, there's no, no doubt about that. And uh, they have uh, pretty well handled the Mays Eagles so far. But, again, there's a lot of football left to play. There's a whole second half. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – you know, if we don't miss happen. those extra points, we get dangerously close to a running clock situation again. So, you know, we, Panthers, uh, you know, Coach Guzman walked into a very hostile environment here. Panthers will be kicking off. I'm sure it'll be no different than than the last several kickoffs. They're just going to uh, pooch it probably. Mays will get the ball to start the second half. So I don't look for anything to happen here in the next four seconds. Yes, it's just a little bit of a pooch kick, caught and downed. Panthers are off sides again, I think. I mean, that's that's a couple up on the kicking game. You know, that's, uh, as we said, that's something that Coach Clark and Coach DeVore are working an awful lot on, and that's not going to make him real happy. It was on the Panthers. It's going to be kicking off now from the 35. A little bit different timing. Knox probably kicks a little bit different than Simmons. So, you know, you, you got to hope that's the only thing because I think it's on the same guy. Well, Knox has done a good job filling in for Simmons so far this year. He's, 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 done, he's done a good job. Now, Tanner's one of those guys Coach Clark talks about that he's another read list and can play about any position on the field. Again, just a little pooch. It hits the ground. Mays covers it at about the 45-yard line. That's where they'll have it with three seconds to go in the half. you got to suspect that uh, Mays isn't going to do too much fancy. Uh, <laughs> you, you would expect that out of, out of most coaches, but again, Coach Guzman, you just never know what he's going to pull out. Yeah, he, might, he might try to throw one all the way into the end zone, You know, just, just try to put one up 
Well, and really, you have nothing to lose. I mean, you're 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 trailing big in a ball game here, and hey, if you can get a free one and get catch Derby off guard, why not? Panthers are going to rush three, and they're going to drop eight back. And it still, still looks like Jurgensen. No, it isn't Jurgensen. It's Johnson, the quarterback. Jurgensen's on the near side as a wideout now. Last play of the first half, Panthers lead 42-0. Back to pass, being pressured. Pass is caught, but it's going to be well short of the goal line. It's going to be the end of the first half. Kevin, the Panthers lead this one 42-0, and who'd have thunk it? Well, you know, you're exactly right. Everything we talked about all week, everyone was talking maze, maze, maze. It's going to be a tight ball game. I think you and I said it over and over. I don't think it's going to be quite as tight as you guys all are, are making it out to be. But I, I wouldn't have guessed 42 to nothing at halftime. I was, you know, I, my prediction at the end of the ball game was, hey, Panthers are going to win by at least three scores. But I didn't expect this. Well, that, that's kind of what I figured. I figured two to three scores uh, uh, the Panthers would win by. But uh, I had, had no idea 42-0 was in the offing. Uh, for for the ball game tonight. So if if you're Mays, you're, you're tra- first time you've trailed all year, and, and you're trailing by a ton. Oh, this so, is a team that that's uh, been giving up six point seven points per game, and, and now all of a sudden they're going in at half, going okay. Well, we've been hit with forty two in the first half, and you know all the things that have worked for us. You know Cox running for lots of yards and all this stuff. They just haven't materialized. So yeah, you got to go in if you're Coach Guzman, regroup and say. Hey, we got another half of football. Let's see what we can do. And you know, it's a these kids are fighting it. I mean, they know what's hitting them in the face. So we'll see how they come out. Well, I don't think Mays has got much offense at all. They, uh, they just, I, I, maybe they got a first down. Or, maybe they got a first down or two. I don't know, but I don't, I don't remember seeing one. And uh, I just know the Panther defense has, uh, you know, they they played very well so far tonight. And uh, well, we'll 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 have stats after uh, after some breaks. But I'll I'll just tempt you with a couple things. Derby's got more offense right now than most teams get in an entire game, and Mays has about as much offense as most teams get in a couple plays. So we'll 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 tempt you with that one. <laughs> let's just let's just leave it at that. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9. Panthers lead 42-0. We'll be back. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. 
We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. El Paso Animal Hospital has been serving Derby, Wichita, and surrounding areas since 1978, providing a large array of diagnostic, surgical, medical, and boarding services all in one convenient location. Walk-in appointments are accepted for routine care, but for surgery or boarding arrangements, they can be reached at 251-0617. More information can be located on their website, elpasoanimalhospital.com. El Paso Animal Hospital is located at 841 North Buckner Street and is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure. Offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, derbyplazatheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they've built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. And we're back at Panther Stadium where uh, Derby uh, leads Mays 42-0 at the half. I think it's been it, it, it's got to be a shock to our listeners. I, I you know I don't think anybody uh, thought that would be a halftime score. Maybe we might have that many at the end of the game, but but not a halftime score. And uh, you know, Panther offense has clicked on all eight cylinders, and uh, you know it just we've had a couple three, maybe a couple three holding penalties on offense, big holding penalties, but uh, you know other than that. The offensive line's played great. They've opened up big holes for uh, Trey and Lim. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just been one of those nights. Uh, coaches prepared these kids very well. Well, I think if you're Coach Clark, you know, they're going in at halftime. And a lot of things you can be proud of, but I know Coach well enough that he's going to talk about the holding penalties. He's going to talk about the missed opportunities on missed two extra points because there's a point in the season where that extra point could mean a lot to you. So, He's not going to be happy about that thing. There's still things that uh, 
he's going to coach these kids up and he's going to tell them, Hey, you know, we got a long ways to go to, to get to our final destination. And, you know, that's, uh, that's what a good coaching staff does. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, and then, you know, on the other side of the, in the other side of the locker room, you got a maze team that has just ripped people all year long. And they're, they're on the other end of one of those scores. And, you know, that, that's going to take a little bit. I think it's going to take a little bit of work for the coaching staff to get those guys' heads back in the ball game and, and you know, just get them ready to go for a second half. Well, and, you know, we, we again talked about the defense and, you know, starting the season, everyone's like, man, you guys graduated so many guys. What's your defense going to be like? What, what do you guys have to offer? Everyone expected the offense to be good. They expected Grant Adler to come in and, and do everything. Uh, you know, Grant goes down. Uh, we knew that uh, – we weren't going to have too much trouble with Lim coming into the ball game, but uh, defense has probably been the surprise to a lot of people. And you know, I mean, let me just give you some stats through seven games that are kind of impressive. Total yards, Panthers thirty-one nineteen held their opponents to twelve fifty-one. So that kind of tells you where that defense is at. Oh, no doubt about it. And and we got it. We you know, it, we would not be doing our jobs if if we just if we didn't mention that probably a lot of those 1,251 yards were against twos and threes uh, because our, off, our our starters usually were out for sure after a series in the third quarter in every game but one, and if not out at halftime. Oh, and you're exactly right. Uh, you know, when you see some of the Derby stats, you got to go, wow, man, Trey Washington, I think he's hit over there, or he's right at that 1,000-yard mark tonight. But, you know, 801 yards for Trey, and it's like, well, you don't understand. Trey sat as much as he's played because, uh, you know, you do get ahead and you pull these guys out. But, again, you go back to the defense, you know, 546 yards we've allowed on the ground, 705 in the air, and, and it, you, know, just stand, you know, just says volumes for how these guys have come out and played. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I got to I gotta agree with you. You know, the, the big question for Derby was the defense, and, uh, you know, I, I really think by game two they had answered the bell. Uh, because, uh, you know, they did well against Garden City, but they really came out the second game of the year, and uh, they really handled our opponent. It's just been like that all year. We've got some – I mean, you know a couple of these guys. Uh, uh, one is just, just now starting for the first time. He's a senior, uh, Smith, and, I mean, he's had a he's had a whale of a season so far in, in his first starting role. Uh, yeah, you're right. Seth's one of those kids I worked out with all year, and he said, hey, hey coach, can you put some weight on me? Can you make me stronger? And, he dedicated himself in the weight room, and you know, you look up, and he's starting at one of our DN positions, and uh, he's got 38 tackles, 14 of them solo on the season. I think he's got three or four forced fumbles, and I think he uh, going into tonight was leading the team in sacks. So he's a guy, Jack Heilman. You know, who would have thought that Jack Heilman was going to come in? You know, undersized everything, and he's become a leader of this defense. He's got 47 tackles and 17 of those solo, and. And, you know, Coach talks about it every week. He goes, Jack Heilman is, is the smartest guy on the field. He knows. He watches tons of game film. He knows where he's supposed to be every single play. And I was chatting with one of the other linebackers' parents uh, before the ball game, and he said, he goes, Coach, I'll tell you what, Jack comes over and works the other kids out, tells them what's going on with the film. So just a junior, that speaks volumes for that young man. Well, yeah, and, and you know, on the other side of that, old Jack, his dad's a coach too. So that's just one of those uh, deals where you get that coach's son. And, uh, you know, Jack, he, he pretty much, I think, runs the, the defense out there. And, uh, you know, from what we've been able to gather from Coach Wiedrich, uh, uh, Jack is that quarterback on the field and, uh, you know, at least for the front seven. 
Well, you got Luke Luke Stewart to come into his own big time. Uh, Daniel Archer, we knew he was going to be a force. I mean, he got hurt early last year, but he's a, he's a, kind of a stud out there. Tanner Knox, uh, you know, he, he, you can't ask for anything more from your safety. The kid's going to bring it to you when he needs to. He'll step in front, make some picks. You know, you got you just it just goes on and on with Ginyard and all these guys. How well they've played so far. Yeah, Ginyard, he, he's made his mark with. Uh, the interception game, he's, he's been a great special teams player. Uh, he's got a couple of touchdowns on special teams. He's, he intercepted a ball tonight. And, you know, so, you know, we, we're, we're just, we're just blessed with these young men. They, they, they've come in they, and, and they know the system. And I mean, you know, you, Brecken Couser, he, he's another one. He, he's played a, 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 you know, quarterback is, is a tough spot to play. You got, you got to, you got to have a short memory at cornerback, and uh, these two guys have played really well this season at corner. Well, it, go, it goes back to the thing you hear so many people go, hey, are you guys in a rebuilding stage? And, you know, I think one of the old mottos years and years ago were, we, we don't rebuild, we reload, and, and that's kind of been the case the last several years. Uh, I think we were talking about the Panthers haven't lost a home game here since 2013. And, uh, you know, that just says, again, volumes for the program, volumes for Coach Clark's taking this program. Oh, there's no doubt about it. The Panthers are, you know, they're, they're playing well. They've got a lot of good athletes, and, and uh, they're able to uh, put those guys in the right place. And uh, it, it's just been fun watching these guys play this year. And, and uh, you know, again, this was a season that we didn't know how it was going to go. You know, we just didn't know from the start. And here we are, 7-0, and and we're leading 42-0. At halftime, this is Panther football on a live 105. Again, Panthers lead this one big, 42-0. We'll be back. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969, offering build-your-own pizzas, simple pastas, salads, and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Making plans for the special day? Pause Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Pause Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Pause Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy-efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. 
proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services that DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium. Uh, the band has just got done performing a very good halftime show, as they usually do. This this game, though, they were in their uniforms. In the past, they've been in their gray sweats. I guess that's what they are. But they had another outstanding performance for the home crowd. And uh, Panthers lead this one 42 to zero. We're about seven minutes away from the start of the second half. And, and you know, I tempted you a little bit uh, before the break and talked about the stats and where they kind of bared out. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into that. Uh, in the rushing department, Panthers 34 attempts on the ground, 275 yards. And get this one: May seven rushing attempts minus eight yards. Wow. Yeah, the Pan- Panthers' defense has really, really shut them off tonight, and it's it's. It's just, I mean, you can't say enough about the defense. Now, average yards per rush, we talk about it every week. Panthers seem to volley around that eight, nine yards per rush. Uh, they're there again tonight at 8.1, holding uh, Mays at, at negative 1.1. So, again, speaks volumes for that defense. Uh, passing yards for the Panthers, uh, five for eight for 130 yards for Mays, six out of 13 for just 22 yards. Yeah, Panthers, uh, Panther defense has been all over the, and most of the passes that have been uh, successful for Mays have been of the screen pass variety, and the Panthers have done a very good job sniffing that out and torpedoing those. Uh, here's that one I said that, you know, most teams would be happy with this and at the end of a ball game. Panthers here in the first half, 405 total yards of offense. Mays, just 14 yards. Wow, that, that's unbelievable, and that's another one of those who to thunk it coming into this ball game? I mean, that's another one of those <laughs> statements. That who who would have thought that? Uh, yeah, well, one of the other stats that's just interesting to me is 
fourth down conversions. You know, Panthers four for six, and Doyle, two of those were scores. I mean, Panthers kind of were moved back because of penalties, and they come up big. Instead of having fourth and 20 or 25, they find a couple targets in the end zone, and they get 14 points out of it. So that's a that's a huge stat. And, and both times that's happened, uh, Lim Wash has had plenty of time to survey the field, and he's just – the last one is a perfect example. He stepped up in the pocket, and he fired one. It was a laser beam into the far corner of the end zone where we had, I believe it was Kavion Walker that scored that last touchdown. As we said, Wash has uh, not had to throw the ball a ton tonight. He's 5 for 8 for 130 yards. Uh, on the receiving end, Kavion Walker has four of those catches for 102, and Jacob Karsak, one for 28. Uh, Again, not a whole lot of need to throw the ball when you're running the ball the way they have. Trey Washington, 18 touches, 143 yards in the first half. Lim Wash, 13 touches, 124 yards in the first half. So that kind of kind of brings you back to that 405 total yards of offense. As we say every week, the, the, the stat that may, means the most, Panthers lead 42-0 to zero here at the half. Yes, and that, that's an important stat, and it's one that, uh, it's one that I think uh, – well, I think it shocked a few people on both sides of the field. Uh, like, like you said, we talked to people before the game, and all oh, ten to seven, you know, twenty-four seventeen or twenty-four fourteen. Uh, nobody really come up any higher than about twenty-four twenty-five points, and you know, it's just been just been a, an offensive show by the Panthers. Well, and, that's what you expect when you see that Mays is only allowing six point seven. You know, uh, points per game. You just got to go. Hey, these guys are going to surely hold this Panther offense down. And you know, they're. Uh, I, I'm not so sure that we haven't put up more points in the half than than Mays has given up in the season. Yeah, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing how these kids have played. The Panthers, Panthers lead this one 42 nothing. Uh, we're uh, about three minutes away from starting the second half. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back and bring in. The, uh, Come, Lavin, how am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cleanus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. John Michaels and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. This week, Jeremy Camp talks about the importance of earthly things. Jennifer Dibler from FFH tells us what motherhood is like, and we'll get inside a classic with Cindy Morgan. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind, this Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. 
Well, we're back at Panther Stadium. Uh, we're about a minute and a half away from the start of the uh, uh, second half. Panthers lead this one big, 42-0. And, you know, Kevin, I'm just out there looking at the kids. They got those black jerseys on. And like you said, they didn't warm up with the black jerseys on tonight. And uh, they look pretty good, really. It's just the numbers are a bit hard to numbers are a bit hard to read. But other than that, you know, they, they, it's just another uniform combination for the Panthers. Well, we, we kid Coach Park about it all the time is the different amounts of uniform combinations. And it gets crazy when he starts talking about it because people go, well, you got the white shirts and the white pants and this and that. But when you start mixing them around and going, well, I can go white with black and black with green and green on green. I mean, I don't know very many high school teams that have that luxury. But as he said to us uh, prior, he goes, you know, we have a tremendous parents organization. It's, uh, you know, these guys raise funds. These kids go out and, and work and do things so that they can have this thing. And I like this uniform. I was kind of hitting you when you were doing the starting lineup because it was like, hey, have you seen these uniforms? Because they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they, they look good. But, you know, and, 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 and you're right, you know, Coach is a parent organization. They, they throw together these fundraisers. And, uh, you know, that, I, I would say the Panther, the Panther football program is, is pretty solid. And I'd say their parent, parent uh, programs is pretty solid as well. Well, and you you got to attribute that to a lot of that to Coach Clark. I mean, Derby's been a football community forever, but, you know, when you get everything rolling in your favor and really the, the, the whole Panther uh, community, I mean, I think we've got a soccer team performing well, volleyball's performing very well right now. I mean, you got a tremendous band. I mean, it, it goes, it's just the institution that Derby's created. As we said, uh, Mays will get the football to start this second half. Panthers won the opening toss. And as I said, uncharacteristically, Coach Clark wanted the football in his hands. And, you know, we started off, we didn't go anywhere with it. And we were like, man, was that a great call? And since that period of time, uh, Panthers have really put the, the hammer down. Yeah, Panthers scored every time they had the football after that first uh, possession that they had. And uh, Mays just hasn't been able to get anything going yet. But, again, there's there's a whole second half of football to play. And uh, Mays didn't get seven and zero for for nothing. They, they they can play this game. And the ball's going to go out of bounds. Mays is going to have it on their own thirty-five. It just looked looked like uh, uh, Tanner was just trying to kick it low and hope it stayed in bounds. And uh, it just it's a football. It's well, I think round. it was a great call because you know Mays was up so close, worrying about those pooch kicks, and it looked like he was trying to kick it hard enough that it, it got over that second level and. And rolled and, and would have pinned Mays deep in their own territory. Unfortunately, it took a, a Mays bounce and goes out of bounds. Yeah, it, if it bounces the right way, then you're right. It, it's you know it's it's deep in Mays's territory. Well, again, uh, Jurgensen, I believe, is the starting quarterback. No, make that Avery Johnson. Jurgensen is one of the wideouts. He's he's now moved to the slot on the far side. So it's Johnson and Cox in the backfield. Quick pass off the mark, second and ten. Well, and Mays comes out. You know, we've taken them out of their comfort zone. I mean, let's call it what it is. Mays wants to get the ball in Caden Cox's hands. Cox had uh, four or five yards in the first half. He's a KU commit. He's uh, a running back that, uh, you know, likes to uh, get ahead of steam up and make things happen. They, we just really basically eliminate him from this contest. Well, so far that's that's the way it's been. And, and you know, if you if he has a good night running, then that shortens the game. And so far the Panthers have uh, not given him much. Second and 10 from the 35, May shows motion. 
back to pass again, and it was just thrown out in the middle of a couple of guys and fell incomplete. And all of a sudden, it brings up third and ten for you if you're mates. Johnson is the quarterback. Again, they've got uh, Jurgensen. He's out at one of the slot positions, and and he does that some. And in the video I watched of their games, he'll get out there with that wide receiver. So this this is a combination that's not new to Mays. They've used it quite a bit with uh, uh, Johnson at quarterback and uh, Jurgensen out at a receiver position. Well, and again, I think you take Mays out of their element, so they, they force uh, you know some things to happen differently. Third and long. From the 35, back to pass. Panthers putting pressure on the quarterback, Johnson. Now he's he's going to – he could get – oh, he's dancing around, and the Panthers just can't find him. Oh. Then he threw the ball up in the oh. air, and there's a late flag. I don't know what it's for. Well, you hate seeing where it came from because you worry about it being a pass interference play against the Panthers. That was a play that we should have had him nailed in the backfield – the ball wasn't really catchable. You thought, if anything, Panthers may pick it off. Now he, he just threw the ball out in the crowd. And and it could be a lineman downfield as much running around as was going on. You just don't know what the call is going to be. Well, I've seen one of our guys looking at the official like, me? Are you kidding? <laughs> but we're going to find out. It's against Mays. And that was called. That was called by the back judge against Mays for a hand to the face mask, a helmet, which is a is a penalty. But Panthers decline it, bring up the fourth and ten. It was one of the wide receivers probably attempting to block, and he just got his hand up. You know, they get it up there inadvertently. Panthers lead forty-two nothing. It's fourth down and long. You got to expect a punt here because they've got Jurgensen back, and he is their punter. And they try that hard count every time he's back. You can tell if he's going to punt because he'll start taking. He's already taken steps backwards. He's going to punt. He nearly gets blocked. Panthers were all over him. And it's going to be great field position for Derby to start this first possession of the second half. They lead 42-0. They're going to have the ball on their own 46-yard line. Well, it was about a 15-yard punt. So, you know, Panthers, uh, as we said, if you're going to kick that ball from that position, trying to get it away quickly, you got to give him some time. And they're not giving him any time. Panthers nearly blocked that one uh, like they did earlier for the safety. Panthers take the field. Again, we have Wash and Washington in the backfield. Same five starting linemen and four receivers for the Panthers. Back to pass. Caught by Walker, first down inside Mays territory at about the 42. Yeah, it just seems like they're leaving Kavion Walker alone. And Kavion's got great hands, great athletic ability, and he was able to pick pick the ball up for a first down. First and ten, Panthers. They lead 42-0. Washington made a couple guys miss. 35 gets down close to the 30-yard line, depending on the spot. Well, Washington, you got to like that. A trade delivers a blow and picks up a couple extra yards, so moves the sticks one more time. So you're amazed you didn't go in and draw it up that, hey, we're going to return the football and, and get shut out and give Derby back the football and, and gain 25, 30 yards on the first two plays. Again, Washington straight up the middle, big hole, 20, 15, makes a guy miss at the 10, 
touchdown Panthers, that's going to bring the running clock into wow, play. Just like that, Panthers have just destroyed the Maze Eagles. And, and I'm with you. I, I It was in the back of my mind, hey, maybe we can get to a running clock. But early, early in the third quarter, we're in a running clock situation. I guarantee you, Mays sure didn't come into Derby's house tonight expecting this. It's 48-0 with 11-12 uh, to go in the third. Panthers... Just a nice, just a nice run by uh, Trey Washington. Made a couple guys miss, uh, made a couple of good moves, and and just kind of got in the end zone to make it forty-eight zero with the extra point to follow. And I'm not sure I'm going to wait, and it's no good. So with eleven twelve left, Panthers lead forty-eight zero. Now that's three three scores Panthers have left on the field on those extra points. You got to work that kink out for sure. But you know, going to to a running clock this quickly, uh, I just don't think anyone in the state would have fathomed this. Well, I I think that's what's happening. I think that may be what the officials are talking about. But you know, you that that's part of it. It's forty five points in the second half, and if I if I'm doing the math right, we're over that, and it it will stay running even if it's. 48-42 at the end of the game. It stays running. Right. And, and you got you wonder uh, if Coach Clark will probably, I assume, start backing off here. Uh, again, you just don't want to get kids hurt in this situation. Trey Washington should have, that last carry should have easily put him over 1,000 yards on the season. It's not bad in a regular season. That's, that's you know, an eight-game regular season. Well, or as we said, it, it's really like four for him because he sits out most of the second half. Yeah, you're right. Panthers will be kicking off again. Eleven twelve to go, and it. I don't know. I don't know if they've told the the press box up here about the running clock. Well, it, it's basically a, a, they've adopted that across most of the cases. Adopted that rule, except for as we said, state championship game. They kind of let it go. Just a kind of a knuckler caught. They give it back to Cox. He's going to give ground. The Panthers are going to nail him at about the 22. Well, that's the first time tonight that uh, Mays was able to run their little starburst play where he dealt the ball and was dealt to Cox, and Cox just gets annihilated. So Mays, again, uh, goes nowhere. He gets a very fortunate spot. He was, he was tackled after giving ground at about the 23-yard line. And evidently the officials thought his forward progress stopped at the 30 or 27, but he was giving up the ground. The Panthers weren't pushing him. Anyway, it's uh, first and 10. Panthers lead 48-0. And it looks, it looks like, yes, it's still uh, Avery Johnson at quarterback. And Avery seems to be the guy they go to when they really want to throw the football. Back to pass. Oh, and he dropped the football. He's very, very fortunate that he he gets it back. It looked like uh, Tyler Dorsey nearly recovered that. Yeah, uh, he was backing up into pass position before he got the ball. And, well, the, uh, the pressure the Panthers are putting on him, he's hearing footsteps early. I mean, he... He's trying to get every every ounce of uh, help he can. It's going to be second down and a loss of six on that play. Panthers lead 48-0, 9.40 to go in the third quarter. 
Again, they hand it off this time to Cox. He breaks to the outside. He gets out to about the 30. It's going to be uh, third down and about seven. Now, hands down, Cox's best run of the evening. Uh, and uh, Panthers still have their starters in, uh, at least for this series. It is third and seven. Into the game goes Ramirez at one of the safety positions. It might just be a passing situation, so they're putting him in there for an extra cover guy. It's third and seven for Mays from their own 30. Panthers showing blitz. They're going to get the ball on the ground. And they get the quarterback inside the 20-yard line, so great pressure by the Panthers, led in there by, looks like Smith. Yeah, there were several Panthers in the backfield that time. You know, again, things just have not turned up in any way good for Mays here tonight. And along with him was Daniel Archer putting pressure on the quarterback. It's now fourth down, and it looks like fourth and about 20. Mays is certainly going to punt. It's a low punt. Going to be fielded. Yeah, it's going to be just let go, and that's probably the right thing to do. Tanner Knox was kind of watching it go dead, and it's probably the right thing to do, just let the thing go and uh, be done with it. It was definitely the right thing to do. Tanner was kind of running sideways against the ball. Not a situation you want to take a chance on, on mishandling, so he does a good job on the play. Panthers are going to have it with... Good field position, first and 10. Clock moving, 7.30 to go in the third quarter. Well, you're in that situation, as we said. The clock's moving, but what you're going to start seeing is that the Panthers are going to be in no hurry on the 25, on the on the play game clock. You're not going to see Mays, I think, doing anything crazy either. Well, I see uh, Philip Eisenhower. He's out of the game. Looks like he's done for the night. He's a starting line. Yeah, Panthers have got. Pretty much, yeah, They've they, got the number twos in. They have backed off a maze after a 48 nothing uh, lynching, if you will. That that's that's. Now Reed Liston now quarterback. Reed is the quarterback. He's going to take it on a keeper. Reed is uh, pretty much a uh, uh, jack of all trades. I mean, he he can play defensive back. He can play linebacker. He can play wide receiver. He plays quarterback. He can play running back. Long snapper. He's he's a good guy. Yeah, long snapper. He's a good guy to have. Uh, You know, Coach Clark told us that earlier in the week. He says, you know, I got a handful of guys like that. I mean, Tanner Knox being one of them. I mean, he started naming, you know, several of the guys. He goes, these guys could be our best offensive guy if we wanted to put them there or our best defensive guy. So, So that speaks volumes for some of these kids. Second and about 11 for the Panthers. And they give it to Bryant. He kind of rumbles and bumbles, picks up about three yards on the play. It's going to be third down and about nine. Now, Zach's again one of those guys that's a north-south runner. That time uh, he got his feet underneath him and picked up some plus yardage. As we see a lot, Coach Clark, uh, he's a class act. I mean, he, he gets those starters out uh, as quick as he can. And you're not only for health, but it's just how he plays the game. It's going to be third down and long for the Panthers. Again, clock moving, 535 left. Uh, I don't know 
what the delay is here. They finally get the play in, and they're they're going to get a delay if the air they got it off. Just did get it off. Reed Liston cuts it up. First down and more for Reed. Thirty-five down inside the thirty-five yard line. Well, it looked like Reed was going to be bottled up and have nowhere to go, and he just ducks his head, finds just enough opening. To, to squeeze through, and Reed's got good speed. He's able to pick up the first down and keep the drive going, and more importantly, keep the ball in Panthers' possession. They're down on the Mays' 32-yard line, where it'll be first and 10 from there. That was a nice run by Reed. He found a little bit of a crease, and he took advantage of it and uh, gets the first down and gets down inside Mays' territory. Panthers lead 48-0, 4.45 to go in the third. They give it to Bryant. He breaks a couple of tackles. He's going to get at least a first down, maybe more than just the first down, down to the 20. Yeah, you know, you, you, you hear about uh, trainers doing that with horses, breaking their spirit. I think that's what you've seen here. May's spirit has been broken at this point. Their starters are still in the ball game, and they're they're getting pushed around. So, you know, you, you, they're kids. They look up, and they go, Hey, we came into tonight's ball game highly touted. We're trailing to a to a beast here in Derby by 48 points, and uh, it, it's hard to keep your head on your shoulders. Going to be first and ten from the 20. Again, Panthers lead 48-0, and they are threatening to add to that total. Back to pass, and I think it was incomplete. I was caught. It was caught. It was a low pass, but it's a nice catch. I kept looking at an official to see if what kind of the signal we saw, but that was a nice catch by the Panthers. Not by Clemens, I believe. It looked it looked like Jameer Clemens on the reception. Panthers so, on the move here again with uh, Reed Liston at uh, quarterback. Second down and two and a half for the Panthers. Inside the 15 of Mays, they lead 48-0. They give it to Bryant. He bounces off a couple of guys, gets down inside the 10, first down Panthers. Now good for Zach. I mean, he's running the ball very hard. We say it all the time. You can't tell the, the reserve guys don't score. And, that, and uh, you know, Coach Guzman, anyone in the stands knows Panthers have backed off here. They're just uh, pushing the ball forward with some guys that want to play. It's going to be first and 10. Clock moving, 2.45 left in the third. First and goal for the Panthers. Again, Reed Liston is the the, uh, quarterback. Bryant is the tailback. Reed, on a keeper, finds a bit of a crease, gets inside the five, and gets down to maybe the two-yard line. You know, I just don't know how many teams... uh, can think and, and go, man, Derby's number one's Adler. He's sitting out. We bring in Lim Wash, and he's out for the game now after after a tremendous first half. And you bring in your number three, and it's Reed Liston, and this kid runs like this. I mean, what a, what a luxury we have. Yeah, this is, a, what, third year in a row our, we've, we've uh, had our starter go down, and uh, we've, we've done what we've done with the number, with the number two. Second goal from the two. Panthers lead 48-0. Reed Liston cuts it up. In the end zone goes Reed Liston. Touchdown, Panthers. That moves it up to 54-0. Wow. 
that's about all you can say in this one's wow you know panthers at, at half we said you know that uh, mays had 14 total yards of off, uh, rushing offense panthers were over 400 we're now panthers got to be approaching that 600 plus total yards of offense extra point the all important extra point it probably not all important tonight but well it is, it is. you got to get back on track with it you you've missed 3 of them you want to get back on track feeling good about uh, about your uh, extra points. Good snap hold, and the kick looks good, and it is drilled right down the middle. So Panthers now lead 55 to nothing with a minute and 34 seconds to go in the third quarter. Pretty fast third quarter, but... You know, here, here I'm, I'm seeing uh, uh, Grant Adler. He's down there. He's got a boot on, but he's down there coaching the kids up, and you know, he's in the ball game even though he's not in the ball game. Well, and and everything says that Grant's going to be back in a couple weeks. And I know at, at practice, at least he's throwing footballs. I saw him before the game down there throwing to the kids in line. I mean, he was throwing some of the passes, which is good. You keep your arm strength going and all that. How good are you, Grant Adler? Back? Yeah. Well, you know, he's. Uh, He's got. To, it's got to be hurting him some to be standing on the sidelines and and uh, you know not being able to participate. Him being a senior and all, and and you know the guy's just an excellent, excellent quarterback. He's just had some poor luck with injuries. And unfortunately, this one was it was in a practice where he rolled his ankle and you know not doing a whole lot of anything. But you know those kind of injuries can happen. That's again the luxury of getting up early and you can take your starters out of a ball game and you go. Hey, I, I don't think we've had anybody that I've seen go down with injury. Trey Washington had some cramps early in the ball game, but man, what a, what a luxury! Come out with a big win, and uh, no, you got no one hurt. And we're ready for the kickoff. It's just a little pooch. It hits in the middle, and Mays covers it up at the thirty-five or thirty-six yard line. They'll have it there, first and ten. They trail big, fifty-five zero. Panthers have just had everything pretty much go their way. If you got to talk about anything negative, it's a few holding penalties that we've had uh, and a couple of extra missed extra points. Other than that, Panthers have been as sharp as a nail. You know, I've seen it. I just saw another kid come out with cramps. I mean, that's that's a couple of them, and that that's. I mean, it, it's kind of attributed to how these guys drink, how they hydrate themselves a couple of days before the ball game. Johnson's the quarterback. Cox is in the backfield. Trips to the near side. Single wide out far side for Mays. And just a quick pass out in the flat. Caught. He's going to score. So Mays finally has something to cheer for. Well, again, we, we have all our number twos in the ball game. They hit a quick hitter, and he's able to streak down the sidelines and uh, – points on the board so Mays doesn't get blanked out here tonight so I guess that's the one plus for them. Previn Kristen was the receiver he's the number one guy go-to guy on the Mays uh, in the Mays receiving core he's got the most catches the most catches for touchdowns the most yardage he's the guy and uh, we just missed a tackle out there and he outran our guys. And that's one of those things Coach Clark talked about last week when he put the reserves in. He wasn't happy. He wasn't happy about a lot of the things the guys did. And those are things you got to work on. As we say, uh, you know, you're always one play away from being a starter. So that young man will be talked to, particularly after film. And, 
you know, you got to always work at getting better. It's 55 7 now with 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. And, uh, like I said, Mays has got something to build on now. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a rough night for those youngsters, but again, they have not, they have not let down or, you know, I don't see any quit in them. Uh, uh, they're, they're playing as hard as they can play. It's just, they ran into a derby buzzsaw. Well, and if you're maze, you, you, you expect to have a, as playoffs begin next week, you expect to have a good run into, into your playoffs. So, yeah. You got to have some things to build on and, uh, they should still draw a lesser seed. So you, you got to hope that first round they can get through it and, uh, Live to keep on playing. I, I think they'll, I think they'll draw. They'll drop maybe to a three seed. I, I'm not real sure about five uh, uh, A. Well, but yeah, you got to assume Northwest, which on Northwest has got to be a one. Yes, and then from there you kind of just start. That was up. who. That was who was number two behind Mays point wise. They had the same record, but Northwest is eight no, so they'll be one. Mays might be might be two or three, but they'll be on the other side of the bracket. Just a just a little squibber. Panthers down it at about the thirty-five. I believe Kevin that number one is probably Dylan Edwards. I don't know whether he'll go in this series or not. But you you would expect maybe to see Dylan in the ball game. And you know Dylan's one of those guys that man, you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Yeah, that's going to end. The third quarter, Panthers lead 55-7. We'll be back. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita, 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend show. Francesca Battistelli's going to be here. She'll tell us how she got her start in music. Austin French gives us the story behind his brand new song, Why God. And Lauren Daigle is here to open up on her approach to collaborating with other songwriters. We'll give you a chance to win Big Daddy Weaves when the light comes CD, and we'll hear future hits from Austin French and North Point Inside Out. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you. On the program this weekend, it is time to sing and laugh with novelty songs by Randy Stonehill, Carmen, Steve Taylor, Amy Grant, and even the cartoon song by Chris Rice. Also, we'll have our top five flashback taking us back to this date in 1988. So join me, Larry Wayne, for Christian classic novelty songs coming up this weekend on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Christian music. Hey, it's Shawn Michaels, and get ready for this weekend's two-hour time travel trip as we head back to relive some of the biggest classic Christian hits of the past. This week, Jeremy Camp talks about the importance of earthly things. Jennifer Dibler from FFH tells us what motherhood is like, and we'll get inside a classic with Cindy Morgan. Plus, your classic requests are always welcome at 2623-Rewind. Join me again this weekend for another trip to Christian Music's past on Christian Music Rewind. Christian Music Rewind. This Saturday at 5 on Alive 105. Well, we're back at Panthers Stadium where uh, Panthers lead 55-7. to 7. We have a running clock. Uh, uh, we've got a different quarterback. It looks like it, it might be uh, uh, Mercer Thatcher. Uh, 
Edwards is in at tailback. It's first down and 10 from the 48-yard line of the Panthers. Again, they, they lead 55-7 with 10.50 left here in the ballgame. Now, Dylan Edwards is just a freshman, but he's the future of this Panther uh, offensive backs. Uh, you know, and we said you give him a little bit of a seam, and this kid's got the speed to take it to the house. He is very fast for a freshman. He's going to get nothing but faster. Back to pass. Just out of the reach of the intended receiver, he was wide open. Yeah, and Mercer's uh, a guy that uh, he's fought some injury bugs. Uh, he comes in and really probably uh, sitting at about number four on the depth chart, but uh, he comes in and gets a chance to play on a Friday night. Well, if you remember last week, we had a freshman in there for almost the whole second half, and, and because Thatcher, was, Thatcher was, you know, nursing an injury. And the freshman played well. We had an all-freshman backfield. Second and ten for the Panthers. Again, they oh, put it on the ground. Mays recovered it. Edwards, unfortunately, never got his hands really on the football, and he just uh, coughs it up, and Mays is going to take over in Panther territory. 9.30 to go, and that was just an unforced error there. And uh, Mays was on it very quickly, so they're going to have the ball in Panther territory at the 40-yard line, trailing 55-7. Coach Benair, I see he's one of our line coaches. He's out there coaching up one of those underclass linemen and trying to explain to him what he's done wrong. It looks like Mays has made some substitutions, too. Well, they still got got Johnson in. They got a different running back. I, I don't know who he is. We don't have him on our on our depth chart. Yes, we do. Fisher is the running back. He picks up about a yard on first down. Joaquin Fisher. Well, and if you're Mays, you got to do the same thing. You're in a ball game that the, the outcome's been decided. You don't want to get a Cox or some of these kids injured. You just don't want to take that chance with you still are going to play next week and have an opportunity to win a state championship if you can get everything together. Absolutely correct. Second and eight. Fisher, I believe, is a sophomore, so he's got a couple more years here at Mays. And they give it to him. No, on a keeper. Oh. Nearly picked off by the Panthers. Now, Panthers, uh, one of those guys got a, a, a hand on the football and nearly picked it off. He just wasn't able to hang on as he fell to the to the ground. He had it in his hands, but, you know, it just it was a good effort. Under eight minutes left in the game, Panthers lead 55-7. Mays clock. in no hurry. As we said, we're in a running clock situation, but both teams really utilizing the the, the, the play clock on the field as well. They're not in any hurry. Second, third and eight, excuse me, back to pass again. And there's a penalty marker. That one very well could be for delay. We, that's exactly what it was. Now they're moving them back. It didn't stop the clock. It doesn't do anything at this point. So it's going to be still third down, but now it's going to be third and 13 from the 43 of the Panthers. 
Again, Derby leads this one 55-7. It looks like we're going to grab that number one seed on the west side of the 6A bracket. Panthers showing blitz. Oh, he was out. There's a big hold that was missed, and the the uh, quarterback's pass was a little bit off offline. I think the, the officials were being very kind on that play because we had a guy get through quickly, and he was just absolutely molested on the play. Yes, the, the running back put his arms around him, <laughs> but that they just let the kids play. It's fourth down and long. As we said, both teams have really just done the right thing, and we didn't see that last week. We saw a team keep on keeping starters in the ball game when Derby backed off. This week, uh, Coach Guzman, again, he's got a lot to play for next week. Back to pass. It's going to be over the head of the intended receiver, so the Panthers are going to take over first and 10 from 43-yard line, and I'm sure we'll see the same backfield and probably the same, the same guys going out on this offensive set. On uh, Dylan Edwards, just one of those kids. He's played a fair amount uh, of Friday night action in the second half. So he probably will be the guy that you'll see next year in the backfield as a sophomore. Yes, I, I think you're right. Uh, he and Lim Wash will be a lethal combination back, just like Lim Wash or Grant Adler and Trey Washington are this year. Well, and again, we're so much better when when uh, Grant Adler's in the ball game because Grant do so many different things, and then it gives you the versatility of having Lim Wash and Washington in the backfield at the same time. Now we saw a little bit of that in the Dodge in the first couple of games. It looks like Thatcher he gets out across the fifty to about the forty. Well, they're going to mark it on the fifty. It looks like so he's at midfield. It's going to be second down and about I don't know three. Well, and how fun is it when you can see Lim and, and Trey both in the backfield with Adler? You know that, that Lim can throw the ball out of that formation. Lim can run out of it. They can both catch passes. So it does make the Derby offense better when Grant's in the ballgame. 55-7, Panthers, clock moving, 4.30 to go in the ballgame. Again, Panthers are going to advance to 8-0, and they're going to probably get the number one seed on the west side. They give it to Bryant, first down and more. Gets inside the 45 down to about the 41 or 42-yard line. Man, that just moves the sticks and keeps the ball in uh, Derby's possession. Well, I think coming into tonight's ballgame, the question was really all Derby had to do was win the ball game, even by one, and they get the number one seed. But uh, they've put uh, any doubts to rest here with, uh, with the big victory. It's going to be first and 10 from the 42, clock moving under four minutes to go in the ball game. It's been all Panthers. Thatcher on a keeper. He gets to the outside, and then he just tripped up. It's going to get, well, maybe lose two, three yards on first down. As clock continues to run, uh, brings up second down for Derby. And, you know, again, Thatcher's in the backfield. you got uh, Bryant back in the backfield, and I'm not so sure that that's not a gesture by Coach Clark going, I won't let Dylan Edwards back here, because Dylan, uh, as we said, you give him just a little bit of a seam, and he's going to take it for another Panther score. Yeah, they lost, I don't know, several yards. going to be second down and long for the Panthers. Clock moving under 
be under three minutes when this play goes. Thatcher on a keeper gets nailed right about the line of scrimmage. It's going to be third down. What the Panthers just need to do is hang on to the ball for another 240. Well, the Panthers, uh, as we said, they started off the ball game. They, they won the opening toss. They decided to go on offense first. The first offensive series didn't fare well for them. But after that, I think every single time the Panthers touched the football, they scored. With The number ones did score every time they touched the football after that. Third down and long for Derby. 2.15 left in the game. 55-7 is the score. They pitched it out. It was a bad pitch. Bryant falls on it. Another huge loss for the Panthers. It's going to be fourth down and, oh, gosh, 22 or 23 yards to go for a first down. Well, we've had a couple of errant pitches on, on that option play, that being one of them. Yeah, it's about 20, 25, 26 yards to go on fourth down. Panthers aren't in any hurry. There's a minute 45 left in the game. Again, they lead 55-7. And I, I'm going to make an educated guess that our opponent next week will be home, and it will probably be the Wichita North Redskins. Give it straight up the middle to Bryant. <laughs> Picks up four or five yards. Team. Remember, tonight's game will be available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts after 10 o'clock tonight. You can listen to any of these uh, this season's Panther games archived or listening and download. So, as we say, uh, I know a lot of the parents like to listen to the ball game after it's been broadcast. And there's a, I, I've talked to a couple people from out of state that said, hey, if I couldn't catch it on Friday night, I like to listen on Saturday. So, take advantage of, uh, of listening to the ball games at any time. We're inside of a minute. Panthers lead 55-7. Mays has it first and 10 on the Panther 48. Quick pass to the outsides, caught. Finally run out of bounds at about the 28-yard line of the Panthers. That may be the last play. I don't know that Mays will even try and get off another one. Well, the ball's not set, and they don't have to get off another one. The 40-second clock hadn't even started yet, so they don't have to run another play, but it looks like they're going to. 20 seconds left. Panthers lead 55-7. Quick pass to the outside. And that should do it right there. The ball is incomplete. That will do the seven. They're going to go to eight. No, and again, like I said, they. Uh, they. I'm going to guess they're going to play Wichita North next yeah, that's week. That's what it looked like it should be. The Panthers really put this one out of reach early on tonight. They they did all the right things. You know, I, I think if you're Coach Clark, the only thing you're going to really want to talk about is some holding penalties, some missed opportunities on extra points. Short of that, I, I just don't know that there's going to be a whole lot he's going to be disappointed in with uh, with his team tonight. No, they they played pretty well. They they were up for this game. They they were. You know, we talked to him before the game tonight, and he said the kids were really. They had a good week of practice and. Uh, they were ready for this football game, and, and they came out, and I'm telling you, like, like you used the terminology, they hit them right in the mouth from the start, and Mays never recovered. Well, uh, one of Coach Clark's terminologies that he likes to use is locked in. and 
that's definitely what the Panthers were tonight. I think uh, I talked to several of the seniors before the game, and they were locked in. They were ready for Mays. They knew that it was senior night. They knew that they had a lot on the stake. Everybody, everybody around watching this ball game to see how the Panthers turn out. I, I can't help but think that everybody's going to go wow after this yeah. one. Well, I, I uh, like I said, I wrote a score down before I left the house. I I knew that we were going to win, but I, I didn't give us enough credit, I guess. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, Panthers are going to win this one 55-7, or they did win this one 55-7. They'll be number one seed on the west side of the 6A bracket, and that's a pretty good – what that means is the Panthers will get a home game every week as long as they keep winning. Well, and, and let's not forget that this also locked in the ABCTL Division One championship for the Panthers. So pretty good night for Derby all in all. Uh, 55-7 is the final score. Uh, this is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. Tired of pesky weeds? Tender Care offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tender Care, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. I am Donna Cruz. Join Keith Stevens and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. Max Locato shares the secret of finding lasting joy. And it may not be what you expect. If you want to really find happiness, just make other people happy. If your happiness depends upon circumstances, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment because we can't control our circumstances. I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith. Saturday, 6 to noon. And weekday mornings, 6 to 9 on Alive 105. Hey, everybody. This is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for worship as I play the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And on this episode, I'll be playing new songs from Kim Walker-Smith, Hillsong United, Life Church, and so much more. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Chrisman. Worship with Andy Chrisman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. If you love smooth jazz, you're going to love Sunday nights on Alive 105. Sunday night from 8 to midnight, it's Christian smooth jazz. Featuring gospel jazz and emerging format, blending elements of gospel, R&B, jazz, smooth jazz, and praise and worship music, creating a contemporary sound that is inspirational, passionate, and musically complex. Join us every Sunday night, 8 to midnight, on Alive 105 for Christian Smooth Jazz. Hey, it's Kurt Wallace, your host for the Weekend Top 20 Countdown. We're getting ready for this weekend show. Francesca Battistelli's going to be here. She'll tell us how she got her start in music. Austin French gives us the story behind his brand new song, Why God? And Lauren Daigle is here to open up on her approach to collaborating with other songwriters. We'll give you a chance to win Big Daddy Weaves when the light comes CD, and we'll hear future hits from Austin French and North Point Inside Out. Saturday afternoons at 3 p.m. on Alive 105. Music that's good for you.
On the program this weekend, it is time to sing and laugh with novelty songs by Randy Stonehill, Carmen, Steve Taylor, Amy Grant, and even the cartoon song by Chris Rice. Also, we'll have our top five flashback taking us back to this date in 1988. So join me, Larry Wayne, for Christian classic novelty songs coming up this weekend on Streets of Gold. Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Well, we're back at Panther Stadium where Derby just knocked off undefeated Mays 55-7. It was quite a ball game. Uh, Panthers uh, had a little issue, a little trouble on their first possession, but after that it was all Derby the rest of the night. Well, we'll go ahead and get into the game stats. It's going to just pan out how bad the Panthers dominate this Mays team tonight. First down, humongous favorite for the Panthers. 32 first downs held Mays to just 10. Rushing yards, this is the big one. 52 attempts on the ground for the Panthers, 386 yards. Mays, just 11 rushing attempts, minus 14 yards. This is with a guy that uh, in Cox should have, uh, he's been averaging 100 yards a game. Yeah, the uh, Panthers kind of put held him in check all night. Panthers in the air, 7 for 11 for 149 yards. Mays, 8 for 22 with an interception and 106 yards. Doyle again, a big chunk of that came late in the ballgame for Mays. Total yardage, Panthers 535 yards, Mays 92. That's, yeah, this was quite a ball game for the defense. And uh, you just, like you said, you've got a few things you want to you want to correct. But for the most part, it was a good ball game for the Panthers on both sides. Now, third down conversions, Panthers 6 for 10, Mays just 2 for 9. Fourth down conversions, Panthers 4 for 7, Mays just 1 for 3. Again, just shows uh, how dominant the Panthers were tonight. Well, they 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 definitely dominated again after that first possession. It was all Derby, and uh, I mean they they hit they hit Mays in the mouth, and they never got off the canvas. Panthers win this with 55-7. Well, Limbois six for nine, 142 yards tonight. Reed listen one for one for seven yards. Mercer Thatcher 0 for 1 tonight. On the receiving end, KBN Walker had five catches for 114 yards. Jacob Parsack, one catch for 28. Jameer Clemens, one catch for seven yards. In the rushing game, Trey Washington, another great night for the Panthers. 20 attempts, 185 yards. Should have thrown him over the 1,000-yard mark for the season. Lim Wash, 13 attempts for 124. Reed Liston, four for 32. Zach Bryant, five rushes for 32 yards. Sims, four rushes for four, and that really should be Dylan Edwards, uh, four rushes for four yards. And Mercer, Thatcher, three for one yards. Again, Panthers tally up 535 yards on a night uh, that uh, was all Panthers. And again, that final score was the highlight of the evening in the stats. Panthers 55, Mays Eagle 7. That pretty well wraps it up here from Panther Stadium. Again, next week we will be at home. We'll probably be be playing the North High Redskins. Uh, this has been Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9. Thanks for listening.